I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My co-host, Speedy. I don't know who my mom is, Speedy. And obviously, Tyler, a.k.a. I'm going to eat a ball sack, Harrison. Remember, you can call us at 631-672-3108. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com and download our app by going to iOS. WWSRN or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Great show last night. We had those wonderful guests, Keith, and obviously uh, the Ramisha. What, what? How do you pronounce his name? Ramnath. Ramnath. Ashwin Ramnath. By the way, thank you for Ashman and uh, and Keith. They were very, very good guests. Schlosser. On the show. Yeah, the Mister Schlosser. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he's a Long Island native. Yes, Nassau County. So, and and he was trying to stick up for you, Tyler. He was really uh, felt bad for you. He really did. Have, did everyone, they actually? Everyone should feel bad for me on this network. Yes. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, by the way, uh, Carl says Tyler Grubhub hands Harrison. I like that. You like that Grubhub hands? Is that good for you? I think Carl gave you a wonderful name. I, I think it fits your culture. What do you think? It's a new year. I'm not addressing anything Carl says. <laughs> we got a great show lined up for you guys. Uh, at 9.30, we will be talking to Debbie Watch football prospect, evaluator, and writer, Jason De Hold on. DiRienzo. DiRienzo. Yep. DiRienzo. So, you, you do it so stupidly over here. By I, the I wrote it exactly how he wrote in the Twitter message. Dirienzo. Okay. Like Deary. You know, yes. like from mm-hmm. uh, It, uh, oh, the town from Deary. Remember? We all float down here. You like that? Is that a, is that a good It? You know? No, that's a terrible impersonation. Well, we all float down here. That would be It if his balls were like shoved up his throat. Well, I think the balls always shoves down your throat. But anyways. It's not what I've heard. Well, what what have you heard? Nothing. Uh, anyways, we have a great show. Uh, Shalom. Uh, we will be getting into the whole uh, Joe Judge comments, which we really didn't get Again? into this. Uh, Calvin Ridley is on the trade block, and there is a team here in New York that is very, very interesting. Uh, interested in him. He was an all-pro player uh, just a year ago, and a lot of people believe that the uh, New York Jets are interested in him. So uh, we will get into the Calvin Ridley saga. Uh, the New York Mets get two new coaches, one from the Yankees. We thought he signed with the Yankees. Eric Chavez was going to be the hitting coach for the Yankees, and then he decides to jump ship and and obviously uh, become the bat- the hitting coach for the New York Mets uh, with Buck Showalter. But they're very, very close. I wasn't surprised when I heard that. Uh, it, it, what really affects the whole situation is – he decided to be a Yankee, and then all of a sudden, within a week, he jumped ship 
to go and play for Buck. And then Joey Cora is the third base coach. I, I believe will be a head coach, uh, a manager, I'm sorry. He will be a manager in the major leagues one way or another. But, uh, I mean, you add two really good um, uh, two coaches on, on their roster. So Buck is trying to build his roster, and, and while he's doing that, he's got a good management group. So we'll see how they work uh, very well together. Uh, well together. Joey Cora, who has never been a third-base coach, is now a third-base coach for the New York Mets. And Eric Chavez is, is getting his first coaching opportunity as the hitting coach for the New York Mets. He was a great hitter for the Athletics, and he played for the Yankees. And he, uh, he to me, if he actually... Stayed away from getting hurt the way he did. He had so many injuries. I think Eric Chavez become was a borderline Hall of Famer. I, I really agree with that. He, he's a great defensive player. He had a very good bat. Uh, we'll see how he is as a batting coach. We've seen a lot of good hitters become batting coaches, a.k.a. Chili Davis, and it didn't work out. So, <laughs> no. uh, so that was just one. There's a couple of them that we've seen over the years. Uh, great hitters in the league and, and really didn't pan very well uh, wherever they went as batting and hitting coaches. So, uh, so Eric Chavez jumped ship, deciding to go from the Yankees to the Mets. Uh, again, not surprised. So we'll get into that a little bit later. I'll, I'd like to know both your opinions. Uh, we will get into we did we did talk about To, uh, but not much. And by the way, uh, there are stories coming out from New York, and I'm talking about the Giants. Oh, um, that even though they said Daniel Jones, uh, they are keeping Jan- Daniel Jones for next year. There is rumors that they are going to be possibly looking for a veteran quarterback to bring in next year. Uh, Russell Wilson's name has become uh, has become a, a story here in New York. He could be a guy. Also, I've heard Aaron Rodgers, another name, uh, where he's played over there in Green Bay. He, he comes from a historical team. Uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers decides to come here to New York and, and win a Super Bowl in New York. I don't know, but there are stories. There are a, a bunch of them that I've heard. Not Deshaun Watson, but... Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson being the bigger name, uh, but the fact that the Giants are going to have to trade away uh, draft stock, uh, I don't know if that's something the Giants are be willing to do. Also, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be interested in Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. I've also heard Deshaun Watson for them, too. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's going to be very, very interesting uh, as we move Get forward. TJ Watt? <laughs> well, that would be if they, they bring in Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Pittsburgh. If, if I'm the if I'm the Houston Texans and the the Penguins, Jesus oh. Lord, the uh, Steelers come calling. It's T.J. Watt or nothing. They're well, not getting that now. <laughs> I don't think they're well, getting that. No, with Deshaun Watson, they'll get picks. The they'll get picks with him. But. They'll get two picks, two first round picks, because that's what he's worth. But T.J. Watt is off the he's off the handle. There's no way they're trading uh, T.J. Watt for Deshaun Watson. The way T.J. Watt is playing this year, there's no way in hell. Um, Carl says, AB saga continues. Loved Eric Chavez as a player. <laughs> Daniel Jones needs to enter the transfer portal. Ha <laughs> ha. Pittsburgh from one womanizer to another. <laughs> Jesus. Absolutely. Oh, and uh, we, will, uh, we will get into that AB situation. It seems like it's getting hotter and hotter as a day. And oh. by the way, uh, he never hit anybody on the sidelines because there was a video. You said that. Yeah, I did because that's, that's what I read. And now all of a sudden there's a video that came out. Uh, Jet fan that posted up on social media exactly what happened. Uh, what's his name again? Who's the wide receiver? Mike we, Evans. Mike Evans went up to Aaron, uh, to uh, AB and, and was trying to talk to him. AB just took off his helmet, threw it to the ground, and started taking off his pads as Mike Evans was trying to speak to him. So he didn't throw any punches. He didn't swing at Mike Evans. But 
um, it, it had something to do with Bruce Arians. And if this story is true, and they actually shot him up with some some kind of uh, painkiller type of drug that was banished from the NFL. Um, AB could be winning a lot of money from the NFL. The, the NFL could be in a lot of trouble. And so Bruce Arians, if this is true, Bruce Arians is going to get fired at the end of the year too because there's no way. That end of the year, been... he's fired tomorrow if this is true. No, because it won't. They're it, not. They're not they're investigating. Not, the NFL's not going to let this. First of all, they're not going to investigate until the season's over. They don't investigate anything until the season the ends. The Buccaneers might investigate themselves. I, I, nah. I'm telling you, no way. Not when the playoffs are around the corner. There's no way in hell oh, they're going to do surprised. that. Uh, don't be surprised that doesn't get done until the end of the season. This might be the last time you see Bruce Arians on the sideline. If this is true about A.B., and that means it's not over for A.B. A.B. might be back next year if if this story is not true. Not Tampa. No, not Tampa, but... He, but he said he wants to play next year. He won't. If this story is, if he's lying, but he was he was at the net game the, the day after, right. and he was hanging out with Fabulous, okay? Yes. So if he really had a broken ankle like he said he did, I, I, I mean, what, what story is true? I, I, we don't know if AB's telling the truth or if it's false. So uh, Arian's gone, Leftwich in. That could be. Yeah, that seems the most likely as of I right think Leftwich is going to get the Jags job. I, and that's what Jeff thinks as well. It's going to be very interesting uh, on this whole A B story, but uh, I'm not surprised that Anthony A well Anthony I'm sorry Antonio Brown is uh, opening his mouth and really spreading the rumor. But his lawyer is involved with it, and even if Antonio Brown does not, I, I repeat, does not play another game in the NFL, if this story is true, he is going to be a very rich man. I, I will tell you that the NFL is going to have to settle with him. You're talking about uh, you're talking about fifty, sixty, maybe even seventy million. Because if it does come out, Roger Goodell is going to drop the hammer on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They could lose. Oh, yeah. They could lose a draft pick. They could oh, lose yeah. a first round draft pick on this. This is not good for Tampa. And with Tom Brady being that he's 44, 45 years old, who knows, guys? Who knows where he is heading and where the situation is going to be? So, are you all right uh, over there? No, I'm not. Carl asks, has Hollywood Brown spoken on this at all? No, I haven't heard. I haven't anything. heard anything either. No. I haven't heard anything either. So, um, but, uh, you know, Speedy, what is your thoughts? I, I'm going to help Tyler out over here because I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, I th- will... What are my thoughts on Tyler storming out? I don't no, know. No, Anthony, <laughs> obviously, Antonio Brown, you idiot. What are we talking about? You don't know anything, so go ahead. I was going to say, I think Antonio Brown has a lot when it comes to a lot of things to judge here. He said he didn't. He said he was, wasn't taking shots at Tom Brady. Then all of a sudden he takes shots at Tom Brady on his Instagram, his, uh, some, his Twitter as well. He's already blocking a lot of people as well. Uh, Carl says Tyler with a kidney stone. Uh, maybe, who knows. But Antonio Brown, he's definitely another one of this saga where it comes down. He's already suing the Raiders as it is. So if this kind of whole thing goes on with another organization – he might be an, end up winning a lot of money. Now, how how credible is his case with that? He says he has a broken ankle. The diagnosis says he has a broken ankle. And the doctor, the, the doctor that he, I forget his name, that was giving that initial report was definitely saying he played through even more serious than what, what the initial report that he was saying was. So there's a possibility that he might get involved in that kind of lawsuit too. And if that ends up being the case, yes, the Buccaneers are definitely going to look very bad. And Bruce Arians will definitely look bad in that kind of instance too. Well, he's going to lose his job. Yeah, and for a, a guy... He'll never coach again in the NFL. Yeah, for a guy that's already 
getting older as it is. That doesn't matter. If you're you're shooting up and you're you're forcing the player to take shots to play in a game and risk your career, risk your life. God forbid his ankle completely snaps. Yeah. He might he might not be able to walk again. And you're giving him a shot, or you're giving him some kind of you know narcotic or whatever you're giving him in his leg, which is banded by the NFL. The the NFL banned it years and years ago, and you're still giving it to players. I absolutely going to lose his job, and I guarantee you they lose a first-round draft pick. And you wonder, too. Remember, Antonio Brown was the same guy that, with the Raiders, also had that thing where he had the, the, the fake ice or whatever it was on his foot, and he was trying to get get rid of that injury that way, and the, the Raiders made a big deal out of it, then the NFL made a big deal out of it, and then he had all those the, that drama during that preseason, too. So... He's somebody that I guess is aware of these kinds of injuries too. Now, whether he's faking it or not is still to be determined. I don't think he was, but still, if they want him to play in that game, obviously with Godwin being hurt already and them being down other uh, running backs as well, Bernard and Fournette both out too, I mean, it's still something that still looks bad to a sense. But at the same time, why not then initially put him on the injury report or say he was limited as it was, the Buccaneers at least are supposed to put that on an injury report, and that will look good. We've seen teams try to fake injury reports before in the past, too, and those coaches have gotten fined, and uh, the organizations, like you were saying, get fined later in the season for that. The Seahawks got fined $100,000 for the non-contact things, the training camp injuries, and lost some draft picks later on, too, so that could happen with the Buccaneers if that's the case. We have a first caller of the day, and you know him as the Beef. I know him as Mike from Bayshore, my buddy, what's going on, bud? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, obviously, uh, you watched the show last night. You were uh, not very happy with some of the comments. Uh, I know you no, weren't very well, excited apparently about I'm it. banned for, for three more hours from commenting on your show. Really? Why is that? Facebook um, abusive, <laughs> I guess, language. <laughs> what? I think it's wasn't funny. it wasn't up to wasn't up to uh, I guess their protocols. I got I got banned by Facebook. <laughs> well, I, I know you're not a snug fan, that's for sure. No, well, he's an asshole. If I ever see him in person, I'm gonna knock his fucking teeth out. Oh. <laughs> and, then, and then he'll be drinking out of his straw for the rest of his fucking life. <laughs> so, what would you like to talk about? He wants to keep running his fucking mouth. Yeah, he's gonna have a major problem. <laughs> What would you like to talk about, Beef? Well, this whole Antonio Brown thing. First of all, he he got checked out by the trainers, and he never said anything about his ankle being hurt, this and that, you know. And then, and never during the game did he ever complain about his ankles. And then all of a sudden, he doesn't want to go in and, and play. The guy's a head case. He's a nut job. He's a head case. But if this story is true, if these comments that he has been. Uh, it, it's br- the breaking news today and early this yeah, morning. I don't, I don't believe him. All right, don't we don't believe. But if if he gets tested, he has. Listen, he has a lawyer, and if his lawyer and there there is some kind of uh, painkiller that was injected into his his ankle sometime before the game, and the team told him to do it when he didn't want to do it. If this story is true, and it will come wow. out because they could do tests, and if that specific uh, painkiller yes. is injected in him. The NFL is going to drop the hammer on Tampa. Yeah, but even with even when he was hanging out with that that uh, that supermodel, whatever the hell her name is, who cares is, about that? That doesn't she, matter. No, 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 no. She said that he was acting very strange and acting very weird and all this other crap. And and if you go read what she wrote, she was saying that he wasn't acting like you know himself. And this is the first time she's ever met him in public. Well, I, I don't know. You know, obviously, with the the thoughts of what. 
other people are saying about Antonio Brown because I thought Antonio Brown swung at one of his uh, wide receivers on the sideline. Um, uh, uh, obviously, a video uh, hit the YouTube or TMZ, and it showed that he didn't swing at anybody. Um, obviously, they were trying to calm him down. Bruce Arians said something, either get into the game or you're gone. And he told him that his, his ankle, he can't move his ankle anymore. He can't play. He put his, his body out, out on the line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. And he, he was telling them that he's not playing anymore. They said, well, if you don't play, you're done. So what he did was he took off his helmet. He took off his, uh, you know, his, his pads. And then he took off his shirt for some reason. It made no sense. And then threw it in the crowd like Marcus He's Peterson. a nut job. Look at all, look that at all was the stupid. That, that was stupid. No, I have no idea why he was taking off his shirt. Nobody knows why he was like, taking off his shirt. Maybe he was on drugs. Who the hell knows? I, 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 I doubt it because why would he get a lawyer? Why would he get a lawyer? And why would the NFL start to investigate this? You know what I'm saying? Well. Both. I don't know. I don't know. It's the other thing, being Antonio is... Brown's a head case, and, and no, no team should ever take another shot on him again. But again, both I parties would. could be at fault, though. Too, Beef. Antonio Brown is is crazy. We're not denying that, but it doesn't mean Why he has no case. Why would you want a nut job? Why would you want a nut job on your team who disrupts? Maybe, the team maybe you don't. I'm not a good say, player. I'm not. I'm not he saying he, he, he doesn't care about anyone on his team. He, he has no respect for anybody. He doesn't even respect for himself. He's an asshole. But nobody, nobody is denying that. That doesn't mean he doesn't have a case. If they were, if he was misdiagnosed in his ankle, mm. that training staff, those doctors are going to look bad, and the team organization will look bad. They're all going to lose their job. All of them. That doesn't mean, we're not saying Antonio Brown is some kind of, like, super... We're not saying he's the greatest human being, either. They both can be at fault. If he has a legitimate case, he has a legitimate case. This is the same guy that sued the Raiders after all that, too. And we're not not saying the Raiders are a great organization, either. But his past history, he's not a good good person. He's an idiot. Okay, but again, that doesn't mean he's wrong in this case, though. I'm not saying he's wrong. Will you listen to what I'm saying, you idiot? Okay. Beef, again, I'm saying, we're not I'm defending the, is, the antics. The, we're not, we're, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, Beef, and he's not all there. We all understand that Antonio Brown is not saying. all there. But, and, and, but. And, 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 and if they did this, then, yeah, they should all be reprimanded and, and be in big trouble for what but, they did. Sure. But here's the thing. If this story is true, this isn't Antonio, Antonio Brown's fault. It no, really this, isn't. No, that now is him it, acting like, like a jackass. That's yeah. fine. Him acting like a jackass. Well, if you were pissed off, okay, if you were pissed off and you took a shot that you shouldn't have taken before the game because he was trying to help the team out, and then your coach tells you you either get in the game and try to help the team out or you're gone. After him taking a shot like that, which could have ruined his career and ruined his ruined his life. God forbid if his ankle snapped and he can't walk again on that leg. I mean, you're not going to be thinking that. Yeah, but, so, uh, but, if, but, but if the medical team looked at him and said he wasn't injured, then why the hell did he play? I just told you. He, they, because they forced him at Bruce Arians. Uh, the story is is that Bruce Arians and that co- coaching staff forced him to take a shot so he could play in the game because it benefits the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on winning the game with the Jets. And then after the, they were down, and obviously the Bruce Arians thought that they were going to lose that game against the Jets, he told him to get into the game. And he said, no, my ankle's hurting me too bad. I'm not playing anymore. 
And he stormed off the field. It doesn't make any sense why he took off his shirt, but nobody understands that. But maybe because he was if so his, angry. If, if his ankle wasn't hurting him that bad, and he was jumping around all over on the way out to the tunnel and running. So obviously his ankle was fine. Right, and that's why I don't believe him completely either. But again, it's still. Oh, hold on one second. Hold on one second. He, was jog- he wasn't running off. He was jogging off. Well, and John, remember, if your ankle hurts that bad, you hold, hold on, really hold jog? on, hold on. You when you're jog? running at full speed, have you. Obviously, you have you ever played football before? I mean, I'm talking about no. I play com- basketball on the bed. I just play basketball. Uh, on the all bed right, uh, all right, all right. Well, I'm that's hurting, different so. from football when you're running on you know grass and turf and all that other stuff. When you're running on a, a turf at full speed, it, it's not like it's jogging. Okay, and and by the way, where he was running, there was no turf. It was ground. Okay, um, I understand so, that. But I, I so mean, you shouldn't so be running on it. He wasn't. He know. wasn't running. He was jogging. Oh, jogging. And, okay, and whatever. He jogging. just took a. And again, I'm going to go back to it. He took a painkiller, shot in his leg and his ankle in, in, in the you know going into the second half. He took two pain shots, one in the first half and one in the second half. Okay, yeah, they always but they always take pain shots though. Most Not like li- listen when it's a banned substance. You understand? This was a banned well, substance. Well, if, that's different. Well, but th- that's what the whole story is that he he took a banned substance. So if it is a banned substance and the NFL it, you know, obviously investigates on this, it is not Antonio Brown's fault. And now, and did he look like an idiot come running off the field, whatever he did yeah, off the I, field? I, I, yes, I he was an idiot. Far, but, but that doesn't do matter. Do you really believe him? Yes, do I do. Really yes, him? I do. Why would he make that up? Route. Why would he make that up? Because he's Antonio Brown yeah, that, and going I, by his past history, he's been having a lot he of He hasn't problems. lied about anything in his past. What did he lie about? What's that? What did he lie about? No, just he's just a head case. He, uh, he's That's a, fine. It doesn't mean he has a doesn't he, have a case though. He didn't lie. When when did Antonio Brown lie about anything? I, I'm not saying he's lying. I'm just saying he's a nutshell. I don't remember. I mean, he admitted to the Instagram thing because he put it up. He posted it up. I mean, there was nothing that I've ever seen Antonio Brown. He he broke. A, you know, he beat up a. You know, he was living in a house in Tampa. Jeff was saying. And he completely demolished the house. The house got he, – obviously, the lawyers went back and forth. He paid – it came out. He admitted to doing it. What did he have to do? He had to pay for the house. Okay? He never lied about anything that I have read where he – so, to me, believing or not believing in Antonio Brown and what he has done or what he has said or what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers forced him to do, I'm going to say that there is some kind of truth to the story. Before we go to break, uh, Carl says, did this turn in any given Sunday? Uh, He was on injury report on December 26th, but that was it, apparently. Uh, Carl says, hashtag ban the beef. Jeff says, Facebook knows, hashtag ban the beef. Carl says, Jeff, new Tyler nicknamed Tyler Grubhub Hands Harrison. By the way, uh, (laughs) Tyler had to run to the can, okay? So uh, he ate Friendly's ice cream. And he couldn't hold himself in. Oh. I knew that was going to happen. So he, <laughs> I'm not surprised that Tyler and he's 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 probably uh, you know enjoying his pressured you know what uh, sitting on the can. So there you go, Tyler. Yeah, and, and, and anytime you want to play me one on one, Carl, I'll whip your ass at basketball too. All right. Uh, well, Carl, well, Carl also uh, Carl Love also it. says, does breaking COVID <laughs> protocols mean breaking contract? Well, in this case, yeah. <laughs> And that uh, beef playing basketball must have been YMCA Rec League on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Errol see me play basketball. He's not he bad. knows how good I am. He's not bad. He's not bad. He's a good shooter. Uh, you know. So, uh, he's, he's not bad. We still got to play. We have never played one-on-one. But that, I, 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 he's not as bad as everybody thinks he is. He's not. So, he's, he's a decent basketball player. So, Beef, call, listen to the show. Call back. We're going to get our guest on line it, in just a few minutes. Thank you for calling. We'll talk to you soon. All right. 
All right, be good. Beav from, uh, obviously, Bayshore. Thank you, Beav, for calling the show. Uh, when we come back, we will be talking to Debbie, watch football prospect, evaluator, and writer. Hold on. De- uh, Jason, here it goes, DiRienzo. Yeah. Am I right? Am I right? Uh-huh. Very bad with names, but I got it. I got it. DiRienzo. So Jason will be joining us after break when we come back here. On the Sports Lab Mounts. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud Mounts. Oh, a little big pun. I'm liking it, Speedy. Some music. Some music that I've liked in the last two days. As you guys know, this is the Sports Loud Mounts. I am your host, Errol Marks, my co host, and I don't know where my other co host is. He's sitting on a can or whatever he's doing. Uh, Speedy Petey and Tyler Harrison is enjoying himself and releasing all the fumes that he is uh, he's eaten over the last past hour. I, I don't know, but ice cream or something. Uh, anyways, uh, you can call us at 631-672-3108. Uh, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What did Carl say over here? New game. Name. Uh, new game? <laughs> name the fast, last fast food that Tyler, uh, the, the, that took you to the can. We all know Tyler's. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the last food that took You know what? Honey mustard. I love honey mustard. But every time I have honey mustard, I eat it with nuggets. I eat it with french fries. I, I love it. I love the taste. But it, it really hurts my stomach. And I'm on the bowl. Okay? I... I don't know what it does. It, I, don't need, I don't have to have a lot of stuff in my stomach. And if I have honey mustard, it just forces me to go to the bowl. So uh, ice cream doesn't really do that to me. It depends on what type of ice cream. But, uh, um, you know, I'm lactose intolerant. I have acid reflux. Uh, I, have, I, it, I have a bad stomach. Anyways, I don't think anybody wants to know about that. <laughs> it, it, definitely our guest doesn't want to know about my bad stomach. Anyways, we are now talking to... Uh, Devi, watch football prospect, evaluator, and writer, Jason DiRienzo. What's going on, Jason? Ah, what's going on, guys? Doing awesome. And you nailed the last name, by the way. So I'm glad when I uh, put that in there, <laughs> it worked out with the DiRienzo. That's good. I'm glad that worked. I, I, am, I am very bad with pronouncing names. It, it's, oh, you, I, you and me would have a tie then. I'm horrible. Yes. <laughs> I butcher names all the time. So well, uh, trust me, I butcher names really, really badly, especially hockey names. We've had a bunch of hockey players over the years on the show and I've butchered their names and they look at me and they're like, what the hell? Do you know how to pronounce a name? And, and what's so funny about hockey, you know, hockey, uh, ex hockey players, uh, uh, hockey what announcers, they have, they have what? What are you? What are you saying over here? What? Who's that? <laughs> Our guest. Oh, hello. Where? Where, where are you coming from? Oh, you don't want to know. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. in pain. I'm uh, hurting right now. Are you done? Oh, are you done? No, I, I told so. where you've been. I don't know. Now we know. Yeah. Well, I, I, I he, he was uh, laying. Oh uh, man. Laying whatever he was laying over there. It was there. laying me. I wasn't laying anything. Okay. <laughs> Long John Silver Snug says. Long John Silver uh, Snug. Oh, no. Yeah, it's... but uh, it, it, it's so funny because we, we've had hockey players on a show and, and hockey announcers, and they all have girls' names. And I, I, I wonder what they do over there in Canada. They, I guess they name it because they're, they're dual, I guess, dual citizenship. I, I don't know what it is. But they, they have girls' names over there. Uh, Ashley. 
Uh, we've heard um, Erica. Well, I've heard Erica. Eric, they pronounce it as yeah, Erica. Yeah, our, our, our Islanders guest uh, a couple months ago was Michelle. Michelle, Michelle. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's great. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I, I make fun, and they, they don't like it. But anyways, we're not here to talk about that. Anyways, Jason, before we get into some uh, prospects and football conversation with you, tell us a little bit about how you became uh, a prospect, a football prospect evaluator, and what made you start writing? Yeah, so I spent some time overseas in Japan. I was in the uh, United States Navy. And when you're oh, overseas, you can't – hey, thanks, man. When you can't watch football because it's on at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and you're out to sea and there's no way to freaking watch it, you start missing the things that you appreciate. So I was like, you know what? When I get out and I'm back, I'm watching some football. Started doing it. Now, I have a personal training background, strength coach background. So as I'm watching it, I started seeing some, you know, player movements. And I'm like, man, there's something to some of these prospects and players that I'm watching. Let let me just post on Twitter what I think about them. And next thing I know, I was like, you know, what? let me let me start writing what I think they could become. And before I knew it, I was just getting like, hey, tell me what you think about this guy. Tell me what you think about this guy. And it just kind of all evolved from that Mm -hmm. uh, to the point where I I joined uh, Dynasty Football Factory first, moved on to the Debbie Watch with a couple of the guys that we started doing Debbie Watch there. And uh, Dan Hatman of the Scouting Academy reached out to me and said, hey, man, he's like, I got some opportunities for you and took some courses with him through the Scouting Academy. And that was one of the best opportunities I've had. Now I'm just completely and utterly addicted to the evaluation process. You're a scout freak. That's some. Ah, I'm a scout freak. Yes. That's what we could call. I gave you a nickname. We'll call you. I like it. Jason, the scout freak. Dirienzo. I like that. I might have to change the Twitter handle from all purpose scout to scout freak. I, I like the scout freak. I, I like that. We'll call you the scout freak. He's very uh, uh, unique with nicknames. Yes, I am. I am very much, uh, you know, what we call He's him. He's not good. He's unique, though. Uh, we call him the right. mothball. Not good with pronunciation. But yeah, good with it's nicknames. funny. They can't pronunciate, but they think a lot. Yeah, he, he's called, you know, his nickname <laughs> is Tyler, a.k.a. Mothball Harrison. You know what we use mothballs for, right? <laughs> How long ago did that one come on? I'm curious. It's been like four years. Four years ago. <laughs> and Speedy, Speedy Petey. We got Speedy Petey over here. If one Errol, of Errol's, don't don't Errol, encourage him. Errol's please. convinced that my face looked like the kids from the 1979 version of Pete's Dragon. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Speedy Petey just flows anyway. Yeah, so that's, it does. That's, and he that's, talks. That's a rock star name. And, and yeah. Jason, he talks very fast. So you'll see. Uh, I was actually listening to you guys before we jumped on. And that's – I heard the uh, It – reference when trying to get my name and i was like of course the one movie that got me scared of clowns and as i grew up i decided you know if if i encounter one i'm just gonna hit them uh of course you guys referenced it so that i thought that was pretty you're gonna be what's it (laughs) shut up you you're you're gonna become a fan of this show i really do you'll start watching this show because we are crazy or we we love it well i I am crazy, but I have a. I know what I'm talking about too. It's not like I'm just completely lost. You, on the other hand, you know, sometimes just bring up the Jets. You'll see how crazy. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. Actually, actually, I take shots at the Jets all the time. I don't know what he's talking about. It just shows you how stupid he really is. But Jason, I can only imagine how many Jets, Giants. Back and forth, you guys have on the show. Oh, it's not much. They both suck. What's there to go back? Yeah, and that's forth what I'm about? saying. When, it's, it's easy to be angry at a team when they suck. Hey, I'm a Bears fan, so trust me, ah. I understand the rants. Yes. Yeah, so why but, do we get? Why do we get into the draft? Okay. So let's do it. right now, Jacksonville is sitting at number one. If somehow they uh, beat the Colts uh, this coming week, 
Uh, they could fall all the way to second, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, when you look at the number one pick right now, and predominantly we're hearing it's Hutchinson, what do you know about Hutchinson that really stands out to you? Do you think he's the predominant number one pick in this year's draft? You know, I don't. Um, I love Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, he put on quite the performance this year. Uh, shows a lot of nuance. Very intelligent with the way he uses his uh, moves to you know beat the tackles and get around the edge. But I think Kayvon Thibodeau's the uh, dark horse here for that number one pick. I just think that he he just shows dominance uh, it, on a different level than Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Hutchinson, if you want to call it this way, Hutchinson has an outstanding solid floor of consistency. I think that we'll see game to game. Where Kayvon Thibodeau could, he has the upside. I think he'll he could just pop off and have some monstrous games. Maybe maybe veer off a little bit, but I don't know, man. It, I, I like Kayvon Thibodeau a little bit more out of Oregon. That's uh, that would fit nicely with those Jags. So a lot, one of the deeper positions in this draft is is cornerback right now. We've Derek Stingley's the consensus number one, but you got the two Cincinnati corners. You got guys like Andrew Booth, uh, the kid McDuffie from Washington, who's been mm-hmm. nice. Uh, so what do you think about the 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 second through fourth and corner prospects. Where, how early do you think those guys could go? We see it be a priority position in recent drafts because of it's a passing league, but some of the years they don't go as early as expected. Yeah. I think sauce Gardner is going to be an interesting one. I, I think he, that he has the talent to be in the top 10. Some team might fall in love with him and take him, you know, within the top six, top five, even just because I'm, you know, I was looking at some of his game and I'm like, man, this, this kid is a shutdown corner and, I started looking at some of the stats. He hasn't allowed a pass over 20 yards the entire season, which is pretty impressive. Played outstanding against Alabama. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. is a highly athletic uh, corner. Really popped off his freshman year, but I did see him give up quite a bit of yards to some of the top-rated receivers, and he was riddled by injury this season. Didn't really get a chance to play. It's been a while since we've seen him on the field, so as much as I like Derek Stingley Jr., I'm a little bit cautious uh, of him with some of the big plays I saw him give up. But yeah, corner, uh, I, I got to say, Sauce Gardner is my guy, man. That that dude is just ridiculous. So every year, every every year, there's always a team, and the quarterback carousel starts around this time of year. This guy's going, this guy's coming. Oh, this team's drafting so-and-so. For about eight months, everyone was talking about this being a very weak quarterback class. Now, I'm going to completely divert to you on this. Is there a guy in this class you're looking at going, I don't know why this guy is not getting praised to be a franchise quarterback? Because if this guy gets drafted, he's going to help a team succeed. Uh, No, I I don't really see a quarterback that can be labeled that where I can bang the table for him. But I will say that I'm very interested in Matt Corral and Sam Howell. Those are the two I feel most comfortable with. I know Carson Strong is a hot, hot name right now. You know, the Kenny Pickett love, I, I understand from what he's done this season. But I've watched Kenny Pickett for a while. He had 13 touchdowns, nine interceptions last year, and I believe the same exact stat the year before that. To me, Jordan Addison, the Boliknikov Award winner receiver, had a lot to do with how Kenny Pickett played this year and how well he did. I'm not going to take away any of what Pickett did as far as NFL throws and some of the uh, unstructured throws and off-platform throws and everything that he was able to make, but I do think that uh, he's a cautious tale for me to feel comfortable with. But yeah, Corral and Corral and Howell are the ones that I just feel the, the best about. We are talking to Devi watch football prospect evaluator and writer, Jason Dirienzo. 
So we we talk about what kind of draft this is going to be this year. Last mm-hmm. last couple of years, it was wide receivers, offensive linemen. This year has become really a thought of a defensive draft. A lot of corners, a lot of defensive linemen. Uh, what is your thoughts? And I, I I've been talking highly of this guy. A lot of our fans have been telling us about this Purdue pass rusher. Uh, I, I'm sp- Carl Loftus. Carl Loftus, who I can't pronounce his last name. I always mess his last name is. And 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 one of our one of our fans and a guy that really listens to the show. He tells me uh, this guy predominantly could be the best pass rusher in this year's draft. He could be better than Hutchinson. He could be better than Thibodeau. What are your thoughts to Carl Loftus? And and where does he land? Where does he fall? in this year's draft you know I like him a lot I'm not going to speak too much of uh, of what I think of him as a prospect because I haven't done the deep dive yet I, I really want to be able to do that to, to speak to what I think he can be but from what I've seen on the field and watching him play I think he's definitely a first round pick probably somewhere in the middle all it takes is one team guys and I I think that it takes one team to really just say I love this kid I love the upside and I'm taking him uh yeah, I, I don't deny a lot of the people that have been talking him up that he definitely deserves to be in that first round. So being it's not a big quarterback draft, do you see still instances where teams will trade up into the top 10 where they might go for that pass rusher, that top offensive lineman, you got to win football games in the trenches? Or do you think it's more of a straightforward year like we saw in 2020 where there wasn't much trading up with the no training camp no or no combine and anything like that? You know, I do think that some teams are going to be trading up because there's there's quite a few needs at a quarterback. So desperation will make make teams do things that you just like speak to your mind. Like what what is happening? Like why are you doing this in a draft where it's not that strong? But landing spot is also key, right? So as much as I like Matt Corral and Sam Howell, where they land will play into that. But you also have Malik Willis who's got a lot of upside. I personally don't see it, but the upside I can understand. Uh, Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. And I've talked about Carson Strong. So it, it only takes one team to fall in love with a player. I do think that we'll probably see one or two of these quarterbacks go in the top 10. Forget this class, right? Because we're always talking about this class, this class, this class. Let, let's <laughs> let's look into a little crystal ball, shall we? Any Any upcoming draft, either next year or the year after that, who's the guy you're looking at right now, whether he's a freshman, a sophomore, even a junior that, you know, may be under the radar, you're looking at going next year, this kid's going to put everyone on notice and he's going to be an automatic, maybe not a lottery, but a mid to late first round pick and everyone's going to be sleeping on him. Oh, man. Uh, Gotta give you the hard questions, man. Someone's got No, it's okay. I I think... There's it's a not lot a of hard question. What do you mean? To, it has nothing to do with the conversation that we have. The draft <laughs> it's is a now. draft. We're, t- we're not talking about next year or the year after. You we're don't think people? Now. No, this has nothing to Ignore do. Ignore him. With... See, this, oh, is, why, hey, this hey, is why. This is why he's so, crazy. Yeah. Ignore him. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm crazy. You're the crazy stupid right. one. That's why Anyways. people trade back yeah, and they get next year's you, first you round or second round pick. Why don't you go back to the bathroom and sit on a can? Because I would love to. That's all you want. That's for my pieces. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jason. Okay. I think a lot of times that running back is being devalued at this point, not seeing it in the first round. So for first round, Tank Bigsby out of uh, Auburn, that's that's one I'm really intrigued by. I think that kid has it all. Uh, and then there's two wide receivers that you guys have to keep your uh, eyes on. One we already saw, Jackson Smith out of Ohio State just went off. Uh, and Keyshawn Butte, who got injured. But, man, he those two are going to battle out for the wide receiver one status. 
when it comes to next year's draft. The, those two guys I am highly intrigued by. And a lot of times, you know, when we talk about these prospects, we're not GMs. Everybody cares about fantasy. Uh, that's that's really what it's all about. And those two guys and Tank Bigsby are ones that I'm really high on. As you guys know, we are talking to Devi Watch Football Prospect Evaluator and Writer, Jason DiRienzo. Uh, Jason, uh, obviously we're here in New York, and the Jets and the Giants, they're going to have two, both of them are going to have two top ten picks. I've never seen this before. I don't think this has ever happened in New York, New York Giants, New York Jets history that both New York teams are drafting in the top ten. A lot of people say that this isn't the type, type of draft to drop to draft in the top 10 any way, shape, or form. I beg to differ. I think there's a lot of great talent. When you look at the Jets right now, if the season were to end, the Jets are drafting at 4 and 7, and the Giants would be drafting at 5 and 8. Where do both teams go at those positions? Whew. Man, the Giants, anywhere. <laughs> they have so many holes. I don't even know where to freaking start. You know, uh, Right now, it all comes down to what they do with Daniel Jones. You know, obviously you got to try to protect your quarterback. I think protection is going to be key. An offensive line win would definitely be great for them. Uh, they need offensive weapons too. Uh, Kenny Galladay, who they signed for $70 million, never even scored a touchdown this season. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't keep any of the receivers healthy. Uh, Saquon Barkley, injured. You know, hopefully he comes back and he's healthy. They need help on defense. So they could go any number any number of those spots. The Jets I feel a little bit more comfortable about. That offensive line looks pretty solid. I like the Elijah Moore pick that they had. Uh, you know, Zach, Zach Wilson, I'm never going to judge a quarterback in their first year. No way. Uh, Zach Wilson, I wasn't really high on, but again, I, I got to give him time to figure it out. Even my guy, Justin Fields, who I really liked had a horrible season. That's just how it goes. Trevor Lawrence, look at him. Good Lord. He looked terrible. Just remember Peyton Manning's first rookie season guys. And then it just kind of lets you just play it out. Um, out of but, three, yeah, with, out of all three quarterbacks in the last couple of weeks, who's looked the best? Zach Wilson. I mean, Zach I, Wilson has looked the best. Yes, I gotta agree. He yeah. has. He oh, has. Mac Jones. Yep. Mac Jones. But we're not Jones? talking about oh, Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones. He's is on playing, a different level. Yes, he's on a different, he's level. On a different level. He's playing yeah. with a coach that actually uses him in an offense that is very simplified. And and I think if Zach Wilson was playing in that offense, it would be simplified. Justin Fields, it would be simplified. So yes, Mac Jones has been the best quarterback out of the bunch, but he's also playing with arguably the greatest coach of all time and arguably uh, with one of the best running games, if not the best running game in all of football. So, again, there you look at the advantages to have when you have a, a team like the Patriots. You can't really say, well, it's all Mac Jones. Mac Jones hasn't thrown more than 15 yards in a game. What, what did he do? He threw that what the last game, uh, the last game that I watched the full game with Mac Jones, he threw how many fifteen yard passes against the Patriots? I mean, against the 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 Colts. I, I think maybe three in the whole game. So he doesn't throw a lot, and when he does throw, he's accurate. So there's nothing bad to say about Mac Jones, and he he's a rookie of the year candidate. I'm sorry, Jason. No, no, it's okay. See, I'm glad you brought that up because landing spot is key. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. He landed in the perfect spot. They wanted him. It's the perfect mesh. Uh, to answer your question, though, I think defense would be good for the Jets at this point. They could look in free agency for some offensive help, but you know that uh, that Elijah Moore pick really helps solidify some things. Maybe Corey Davis can show something when he's healthy, uh, but they also need a running back. Mm. Getting that run game going that that is that's their that's defines who the Jets are. That's old school Jets football is running the ball. They need to find that running back, and this they may find one in the draft with Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall. Isaiah Spiller, one of these guys. Uh, we'll see. Uh, they're not going to go in the first round, so there's going to be plenty of running backs to pick in day two and day three that they can snag. So, But I would say defense. If you're going to pick that high, 
go with some of the blue chip players. So obviously you being a Bears fan, you got to watch Justin Fields really get exposed badly by a bad offensive line and some oh, god-awful yeah. coaching this year. I've always said that I think being that he worked well with mobile quarterbacks and especially with Lamar Jackson, now Greg Roman would be a good fit as their head coach. And he's even done it with some of the backups this year when Lamar was hurt. So what would you think of that kind of hire? Or is there a hire that you would prefer for the Bears for Justin Fields' development? You know, I like that a lot. I would love if Roman was over there. I, I don't know right now. I haven't really got the got a chance to look at the landscape. I don't like this Harbaugh talk. I've seen this story too many times. I don't want it. He needs to stay in college, do his thing. I mean, I just saw him completely not know how to adjust the game plan, you know, in the in the college football playoffs because once they took away the run game and he couldn't control the clock anymore using Hassan, Kat, Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum, he fell apart. Well, that's exactly what's happening with Nagy. He doesn't know how to change things that are happening in the game in order to make things work. So please, no Harbaugh. But yeah, I don't really know yet who I'd be, feel comfortable with, but I like that call with Roman. That'd be great. So now, since I got yelled at about bringing up the future draft classes, we'll <laughs> stick in this one, okay? So All now... Right. Dude, he's barely done any research on this year's draft. Why is he going to go for the next three years? He watches college no, no, bring football. It, bring it. Let's do this. Well, Let's do never this. mind. Probably. I guess you don't want hard questions. I'm sorry. I never uh, thought you, of you sure asking the draft Tyler, Tyler, what do you got? What was about question? drafts. I want to hear it. You sure you wiped your ass? What? You sure you wiped your ass? Oh, we have to do that? I, I, I thought I that's what so. kills COVID. I don't want to smell you, man. That's for damn sure. Oh. Are you done? I'm done. Go ahead. Positive? I'm positive. Oh, thank you. So anyway. Not HIV positive, but positive. Oh, I thought you were COVID positive. I, no, I'm not, because oh. I wouldn't be here right now. I, wouldn't I mean, no, you here. would be here. No, I wouldn't. This is your house. Uh, this is my studio. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. So you'd be here. I Shut up. Just thank ask you. the question. I completely lost where I was going with this. Oh, oh so anyway. <laughs> being that, you know, we are a few months away from the draft, have you had a mock draft yet? No, as a matter of fact, that's a great question. I stopped doing mock drafts. I think they're stupid. I really do. Oh, it's well, then there goes of... my freaking question. Okay. No, but, no, but no, 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 it's all, all right. I was going to ask for your first okay. 10 picks. I, I understand the process of them, but the the one year I was doing mock drafts, I was changing it like every hourly 10 days it felt like. I got annoyed. I was like, this is stupid. I'm just going to tier these guys out. And ranking is stupid also, by the way. So tiering is the way to go. And no way can you say one guy is going to play better than the other. We've seen how this plays out. So just put a bunch of guys in one tier that you feel like can do something. And that's how I do it. But the answer to your question, no. no. I how many tiers do you have? And I don't plan to. How many tiers do you have, he asked, Jason? Uh, I'll tell you what. So we really focus, off, <laughs> focus on offensive players the most. So right now I have five different tiers uh, when it comes to the draft. And honestly, we're tiering all the way through college football through every single year right now. Um, and a lot, it's easy to tier when it comes to Ohio State receivers because they have a ton of guys and a ton of talent on that on that team. Uh, by the way, I just want to say R.J. Barrett hit an unbelievable three-pointer that made the Knicks win the game. So uh, game-winning yeah. jumper. But anyways, right. uh, we are talking to Devi Watch, football prospect, evaluator, and writer, uh, Jason DiRienzo. So, Jason, there's a couple of guys that watch our show and listen to our show. They're writing to us. So I want to go over a couple of things that they have said. Uh, yeah. Carl uh, is, he wants to know your opinion about Daxton Hill. Is he the number one, number two safety prospect in this year's draft? That's one. 
And number two, Josh uh, Silverberg, a.k.a. Deuce. Well, when we say Deuce, he, he likes to ask multiple questions. But his one question for you is, uh, you were talking about running back for the New York Jets. He says, have you watched the Jets? Have you watched Michael Carter Jr.? So that was another thing that he said about Michael Carter Jr. So what is your thoughts to Michael Carter Jr. and why you think the Jets need to go after another running back? That's what he's saying. And I think they need a power back. That's what I think the Jets need, not just Michael mm-hmm. Carter. And, and who, where do you see Daxton Hill as, as a safety in this year's draft? You know, right now I do have him number two. I have Notre Dame's Kyle Hamilton number one, and that's a pretty easy one for me. That kid, Kyle Hamilton is just dominant. But Daxton Hill playing in that last game – was huge. Michigan needed him to play and they needed him to play because Brock Bowers, the tight end for Georgia was a big time playmaker and the number one, basically receiver for Georgia. Uh, you know, he gave up one big, one big score that I saw or one big catch, but Daxon Hill did a solid job and I, I like his prospects. So right now he is number two for me and I got Kyle Hamilton, number one uh, to move on to Michael Carter. I loved Michael Carter coming out of North Carolina. That kid is explosive. The only problem I have with him is he just doesn't have the play strength that Javante Williams had. Cause those two were side by side, but I like the vision. I like the instincts. He's a great pass catcher and he needs to be used that way. Use him as the pass catcher that he is, but they do need a power back. I think you need a lightning and you need a thunder. Michael Carter could be the lightning. They just need to add that thunder. And I think they'll be solid. Kind of like the uh, Mike Allstott work done back in the mm. day combination. I, I'd really like to see Who's that the thunder? Who, who, who would you say the Jets need to look at? Who would be it, the addition of thunder on the New York Jets? Oh, man. You know, Hassan Haskins is really interesting to me when I watched him play uh, at Michigan. Because I'm trying to think of where the Jets might be looking mm-hmm. for a running back. And I don't think they're going to be looking too early. Uh, but Hassan Haskins is one. He's got great size, good contact balance. Isaiah Spiller out of Texas A&M is another guy that has great size. Um, I like the way he runs, played again, played good against some SEC teams. So those two are ones that really come to mind. But I just got to think that they're probably not looking too early. So Hassan Haskins, I think that might be the thunder that they may be looking for. So one fascinating thing now in the NFL, and we're seeing a little bit more in college football as well, is hybrid players. A lot of running back receiver hybrids, receiver tight ends. We were talking about uh, Kyle Pitts in this draft. Like, where does he play? And even on defense, too. Somebody like Isaiah Simmons, who could play slot corner. He could play line, all linebacker spots, safeties. Do you think this could be a modern trend that becomes more of a norm in the NFL and even in college football? And if, and if so, like, how long do you think it'll take? I don't think it's going to take long. I mean, it's a copycat league, right? So when you see guys like Darren Waller, uh, that can you know transform into what he is. They're going to want to do that. So I don't think it's going to take long at all. Uh, it, it's an explosive type of position. It's a positional advantage to have a tight end that can play the way that you want a tight end to play. So, you know, there's not too many of them. Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame is a highly regarded recruit. Him and Brock Bowers are the only ones I truly care about uh, when it comes to, you know, football and, you know, what the outcome may be. There's a couple prospects in this draft, but I'm not too high on them. Jake Ferguson out of Wisconsin's a sleeper for me. I think that he might be able to turn into something. He's got good athleticism, has a pedigree, but the tight end position is just not one that I'm that I'm thrilled with. It's just it's hard to evaluate, and it's all about landing spot. If they don't, if a team doesn't use tight end, then it's really not going to matter. And uh, you know, when we watched Darren Waller, even you know he had what 20 targets in that week one, <laughs> and then. We didn't really see much of him. You had to feel pretty good about having him on your fantasy team, and then he was gone. So usage is key, and to me, 
it's Travis Kelsey. I want a team that's going to use a tight end that way. So no George Kittle for you, huh? If it wasn't for the uh, the upcoming of Brendan Ayuk and how they're using Debo Samuel, you know, it's all about target share at the same time. I love George Kittle, but if we're just talking about usage and how many targets are going to go around, you know, I'd rather see a guy like Travis Kelsey who all he has to compare with and compete with is Tyree Kill. It's just those two, and that's it. As you guys know, we are talking to Debbie Watch, football prospect evaluator and writer Jason Darienzo. You know, there were so many players. There's so many players going going into this year's draft. Uh, one, Chris Alave, who everybody thought was a predominant top-end wide receiver going into the first round, especially what he did in the national championship and, and, and the, I guess, co-national championship game before the Ohio State went to the national championship. Uh, and, and he really didn't have such a great season. Uh, he has great speed. I don't know about size. He's very thin. He needs to put on some muscle. That, that's a huge problem uh, going into the NFL, especially we've seen a lot of wide receivers, a.k.a. a bunch of Alabama guys that uh, came out of uh, you know the last couple of drafts that have not looked good, and they needed to build size. But even <laughs> that, and, and, and by the way, when you look at the wide receivers in this year's draft, uh, is Alave the best one, or do you like a Garrett Wilson? Do you do you like uh, I, I I don't know. I'm trying to figure out all the Traylon Burks, another yeah, one, Burks. Jamison Williams yeah. from Alabama, another one. Is there any is there any guy predominantly that really stands out to you that you believe could be an NFL superstar, a, a top notch wide receiver? Because it's not really a wide receiver draft this year. You know what? It's not, but I do think that there's some, some there's some solid ones. Garrett Wilson to me. I absolutely love that kid. And, you know, he, he may not have the size. And everybody's looking for size. But how much does that really translate when you look at the guys who have size that have gone into the NFL? A lot of times that still doesn't pan out. And right now the NFL doesn't care if you weigh 175 pounds. We've, we've found this out. So Garrett Wilson, to me, has the nuance and the intelligence to be a long-term 10-year receiver with a great, great productive career. Uh, I do like Traylon Burks. Uh, Drake London's one that we have got to talk about at a USC. Got injured, but that that guy is a monster, and I do think that he's a good separator from what I've seen on film. So Drake London, I, I'm pretty high on. Uh, Jahan Dotson out of Penn mm-hmm. State, that's another one that I think is going to kind of surprise where he goes in drafts. Uh, and uh, Chris Olave, you know, he is your speedster. He's a good separator. But to me, he's just that one-trick pony. It kind of scares me a little bit. I, I'm not comparing him to Devin Smith from back in the day from Ohio State, but you know he's got the speed. He's don't got the separation, but... don't you bring up Devin Smith? The second I know, round pick I, I thought about it as soon as I thought New I'm York talking Jets. About guys, I talk about the Jets. What a so. bust, man! What a <laughs> bust! Oh my god! I remember when they moved up in the second round to get him, and I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And then Jet fans were trying to compare him to Odell Beckham. I say like, he is not Odell Beckham, not even close. What oh, a no. joke! It was the touchdown in the national championship that put him straight on the map, going right from that into the draft. So absolutely. Yeah, by the way, by the way, one of our fans said the top five wide receivers in his order is Williams, Wilson, London, Burks, and Alave. I mean, do you agree with that? I don't. I don't mind that. I, what, Jameson is one I'm. I need to study because he. This is his first year, and he popped off. And I got to give him credit. I mean, he transferred over from Ohio State. Lord knows what would have happened to his career if he didn't make that transfer. Uh, transferred over and had a huge year for Alabama. And he picked the perfect team to be in the spotlight. Now he's going to be in a national championship game uh, without John Mechie, who's the other uh, receiver. So it's a spotlight for him. And that was a great call. So 
I do like I do like Jamison, uh, just not as much as as an evaluator from what I see from a guy like Garrett Wilson, who I think has the characteristics to be a very productive long time receiver. So you actually transitioned to my next question nicely with what you were saying transfer. I wanted to ask about the transfer portal rules and also a lot of these uh, these college, uh, these college players now being able to get paid, probably benefiting a lot of those power schools. As a scout and an evaluator like you are, how do you think that kind of thing could affect the way you judge a player having to rotate between different quarterbacks, different schemes, uh, if you're a, a defense a play against different competition? How is you as a scout, how do you judge that kind of thing? And with these this like informal one-year transfer portal, how will it change the way you judge it? <laughs> it's already a nightmare, I'll tell you that, trying to keep up with it all. Uh, you know, like, let's look at Oklahoma real quick. They just lost Spencer Rattler, five star. He sucks. Right? They just sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did not show what he was supposed to show. We, we could say the same thing about DJ Uyunglele, you know, and he became one of the worst quarterbacks I've watched all season out of Clemson, and he was top rated five star as well. Uh, and they just lost Caleb Williams, uh, their other five star who, who left and now maybe coming back to OU, but. Who knows? He's taking his time to make his decision. So it, it does make it difficult because I like to get an idea during the offseason when I have more time to really sit down and watch these players, what they are going to be able to do in the on the teams that they're going to be with. Some of these guys may not even jump on a team until later on once they finally make a decision. So it just makes the evaluation process harder. So I got to go off what I actually see in the movement skills, which is what made me fall in love with this to begin with. Um, but where they land you know, in college and in the NFL, that does tailor into who they could possibly become because coaches and how they develop players has a lot to do with it too. But yeah, it's, it's already kind of difficult, um, but it's kind of fun at the same time, because like I just said, who would, what would have happened to Jamison Williams if he stayed at Ohio state, we may not have seen Jackson Smith and Jigba do what he did, you know, like, and Marvin Harrison jr. Who I really like right behind him, who I think is going to be the up and comer there you know, who knows what kind of opportunity he would have had if Jamison Williams was there. So yeah, I, it, it makes it fun, but it makes it difficult. And this is where I really got to trust what I see in my evaluation process as a, as a scout. So you actually just transitioned to my question very nicely. Too. Yeah, I can read you guys. I see, got you. Fantastic. So obviously there's going to be a new wave of guys that come in. There are going to be new five-star recruits that come in and they're going to get significant playing time, whether they start right away or they take reps uh, from a uh, second center now, or they become the number two wide receiver predominantly, and they take more looks away from a slot guy. <clears throat> slot guy, sorry. Besides Archie Manning, because his name is brought up every five minutes, who is a guy right now in high school, any position, anywhere, you're looking at going, I can't wait to watch this kid elevate his play in the NCAA? Quinn Ewers. Just transferred to Texas. Uh, I like what Steve Sarkeesian is gonna gonna be doing. I didn't really like it now, but I like what's happening there. Uh, Xavier Worthy, freshman uh, receiver who just popped off this year, he had a monstrous season. Didn't expect that. Uh, Bijan Robinson, the running back, I think he's gonna be right there as far as RB one, tying it up with Travion Henderson out of uh, Ohio State. Those two are gonna be dynamic. Uh, but yeah, Quinn Ewers, man, the mullet. The mullet guy, if you get a chance to look at him, <laughs> you would think this – really, this, this guy, huh? Yeah, that guy. He's going to be dynamic, and I'm so anxious to watch him elevate because uh, I'm glad. He was at Ohio State too. He was he was there. He wanted to get uh, an endorsement. I think he got like a million-dollar endorsement by actually coming on early to Ohio State. 
got it and then transferred to Texas. And so now I'm, he's going to be the guy and I want to see what he does. Jason, before we let you go, uh, last thing for, I think all of us is uh, when you look at, you know, last year's draft and then you're going into this year's draft, a lot of people say that this year's draft is weaker than last year's draft. Now, I don't understand how they say that because we have seen we've seen drafts over the years. Remember the Sam Donald draft, how that could be the quarterback draft of the century with all the talented mm-hmm. and, and really only two of those quarterbacks turned out to be anything. And Lamar Jackson might not have a job in a couple of years. And and the only one that really stands out right now is Josh Allen. But you look at this year's draft, is there anything that really stands out in this year's draft that could kind of Watch what people are saying that this draft is so weak and what makes you think that this draft could be a predominantly great draft. I think it's really the unknown. We're we're judging a lot based look, when you talk about an NFL draft that's weak, if it's a strong quarterback class, we will normally typically say it's a strong draft class. That's just kind of how it goes. With this being an unknown of not knowing where these guys are gonna land and you know, they haven't exactly had the careers that we all wanted from a quarterback. Well, we also said that about Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and Mac Jones actually ended up being the guy who's been looking the best out of all these guys. Right. And he wasn't a runner. He's not a dual threat. He's just in the right system. So I honestly think that it could really become a draft where if the quarterbacks pan out, this is a lot stronger than what we expected. But I think the defense I think the defense is going to help save this draft. I do think it's a strong defensive draft. And I I do think that the wide receivers, as there might not be a top level, I think there's a lot of depth there. Uh, Two more questions before we let you go, because uh, the fans are texting me and stuff like that or sending. uh, 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 Jeff from Tampa wants me to ask you, what are your thoughts about Adam Anderson and the Beef, uh, a.k.a. Cowboy fan or Cowboy Mania, uh, ask him what should the Cowboys do in the draft. So find cap hmm. space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like Adam Anderson. Uh, I haven't watched enough of him to really have a, a huge take on him. But from what I've seen, I, I like the pass rush ability. I like the instincts. Uh, it seems like a quick processor to me. I'm anxious to dive a little bit deeper. But yeah, I do like Adam Anderson. And then as far as the Cowboys go, you know, a lot of times it's just getting back to the roots. And Ezekiel Elliott, to me, is he's gone. Like, he, he's he's off the cliff, and I don't understand it. Look, Tony Pollard, I, I, I get it, guys, but what, what have we truly seen from Ezekiel Elliott to make you feel comfortable? You know, when Tony Pollard starts looking good, that, that's a big problem. I think they need to find a running back. They got to get the run game going to make this all work. They have CeeDee Lamb. They have Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup's not going to be back, unfortunately. He got injured in a contract year. And I think Dalton Schultz has shown enough to, you know, be serviceable as a tight end there. So the offense is looking good. And then you got Micah Parsons and uh, Diggs. I mean, I think the sky's the limit for that defense if they can add a couple more pieces. But to me, get back to your roots, get your identity back, and get that run game going. Jason, why don't you tell the fans how they can find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me at All Purpose Scout on Twitter. I'm at DeviWatch.com. I'm also doing some stuff with the Scouting Academy. We got a podcast going weekly. Uh, the weekly checkdown, and we are also putting out some scouting videos coming up that we're going to be working on during the summer uh, called the Sophomore Leap. We look at guys who had their freshman seasons, uh, rookie seasons. Ha! See, that's how college will get you. And we see how they're going to do in their uh, sophomore seasons. So 
Uh, check those out. It's a good time. Jason, we'd love to get you on somewhere around the draft. Maybe a draft night if we do a draft, which we usually oh, do. I would love it. Uh, we'll definitely talk some draft uh, you know, conversation. There's a lot. Uh, so many things that could happen after combine. Guys are going to move up because of speed, their hands, or whatever the heck they're looking at, their feet, right. how witty they are. You know, when it comes to their brains, who the hell knows? Next thing you know, it is who's bi- who has bigger underwear. You know, uh, who wears the the longer, the 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 better elastic underwear? Who knows? He was doing that, so that's well. That's going to be at the he was doing so well. Be a new addition. <laughs> Jason, thank you for joining us, bud. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Uh, as you know, we were talking to Devi Watch football prospect evaluator and writer Jason Dirienzo. Great, great guy. Yeah, he's awesome. So uh, breaking you're not. news: he, you're not. He's awesome. You're not. That's what I said. I, but you, you, kind of, you, you kind of just said it like nonchalantly. Not nothing with a personality. You got to say he's awesome. I said he's Sens- awesome. Yeah, he's sensational. Awesome. Right. If you would let me get the statement out, it's Guy, pretty spit important. Spit it out, buddy. So Igor Shostorkin's COVID protocol. Oh, so here goes the Rangers. Oh, here we go. It's something with the Rangers. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. We weren't talking about anything. So actually, it's a perfect segue. What do you ever talk about? Really? I mean, I'm it, told not to talk on this show. No, so actually, actually, hold on one second. Hold on one second. What did I tell you before the show? You wanted me to talk more. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk anymore. I want to talk less. Uh, well, that figures who you are, personality-wise. But anyways. Personality-wise. See, this is the crazy part, right? I have the most personality in the whole room. I just choose not to show it. You think you have a better personality than I didn't say better. or me? I didn't say better. Uh, what, I didn't say better. What, what makes your personality so great? I want to hear this. I, I didn't say it was great. You just said you had the best personality. No, I'm just the most outgoing in the room. I, what makes you outgoing? I, I, I want to hear this. I'm going to be going this, out in about five minutes. Uh, well, you probably are because you're probably taking another dump. No, but, actually, I was just going to go home and sleep. Well, well, that figures who you are. But <laughs> Coincidentally, Jeff just commented he could talk less by just leaving. <laughs> See? <laughs> I agree. Uh, Jeff, listen, man, this isn't my choosing. I told him weeks ago, oh, hey, God, it's better when go. it's you and Speedy. Here we, here no one go. listens to here me. Here we go. Here we go again. Why can't you just be normal and just have a conversation? I am having I'm a an- conversation. No, you're not. You, the you're- viewer said something. I'm answering the viewers. Uh, yeah, but you're, listen, when the viewers speak, you shouldn't be giving them the common sense of an answer. I mean, what? Yeah, the common sense of an answer. Do you not get save that? that clip? I want that clip sent to my personal files. All right, you can keep that. All right, and sink it. You know where the sun doesn't shine, oh. or maybe the toilet that you sit on. Anyways, uh, what are you? You keep showing up though. Just leave. <laughs> I, I I don't want to do that because that's not proper. But that's not I professional. Did... That's not yes, professional. I understand. Use the word professional. It no, makes you. It's look... not. It's not professional. It, it makes you look a little bit better. You know. If they found a replacement, trust me, I would stop coming. You know, it, it's so funny. You you sit here and you say you would stop coming and you don't want to do this. So you're going to sit here and tell me that you don't enjoy hanging out and talking sports with us. But I could do that with you guys. Where? Whenever. Where? When and where? Whenever. Wh- when? If I wait, hold on. First of when? all, if somebody called me right now and was like, go. "Hey, here come to go, the guys. bar, we'll here talk we sports," go. I would go. I don't want to go to a bar and talk sports. I want to talk sports now. Every time you talk at a bar, you can't even listen to what the people are saying at the bar because you're speaking over them. You're yelling at them. Yeah. Okay. You you're do right. do that. You're right. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't deny it. Yeah. I said you were right. So there you go. Uh, 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 Jeff uh, says an empty chair is the perfect replacement. <laughs> yep. Talk to the guy that runs not only the show, but the network. He's right over there with the Nike hat. Uh, d- well, hold on a second. It's not a Nike hat. Uh, You're it, wearing, is, it says Nike it, on it. It's a Jordan hat. It's a it Jordan says Nike hat. Air yeah, on it. Obviously, it's Nike, but it's a Jordan hat. That, that's what it is. But anyways. Um, the guy with the Jordan hat. 
anyways, uh, before we get into, because a lot of this show is football. I, I don't know if everybody heard. Uh, Eric Chavez decided to jump uh, ship tonight, actually today, this morning. And he decides to, and it was breaking news really early this morning. I think it was like 7 o'clock in the morning, which is crazy, uh, that he decided after taking the Yankee job last week, he decided after Buck Showalter got introduced as the New York Mets manager uh, that he would rather obviously work for Buck Showalter and not the New York Yankees, uh, which I think doesn't hurt the Yankees. I don't know because we don't know what Eric Chavez is going to be as a batting coach. So he's never done this before. But it, it definitely gives you an outlook to where Chavez believes that he can help uh, over there with the New York Mets than he does with the New York Yankees with some of the veteran hitters that they have over there. So – um, is this oh. a good, is this a good thing for the New York Mets? We don't know. I think Joey Cora uh, going as the third base coach really stands out more than anything. I think Joey Cora is going to be a good manager in this league. I I, I don't think you're going to see Joey Cora for a very long time being a third base coach for the New York Mets. I think he's going to have a, a tremendous amount of opportunities after this opportunity. I think he's a smart guy. He was a good baseball player. I remember when he played for the Seattle Se- uh, the Seattle Mariners, yeah. Seattle Mariners. He was a good player. He was an all star. For a couple of years over there. So I, I like Joey Core. So I, I, are the Mets set up to win? I, I don't know. I, I, I think their acquisitions were very, very good in the offseason. I think the biggest acquisition was Buck Showalter. Just as much as when we talked about the Jets, with all the acquisitions they made when they brought Joe Douglas in, I thought Joe Douglas was the yep. best acquisition for the New York Jets. And it stands out to be that it is. I, I mean, hopefully uh, it, it could only get better for the Jets. I think when you look at the management, I'm not an Epler fan. Uh, I'm really not. Uh, but when you have money behind you and your 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 owner is willing to open up his pockets, uh, that gives you a tremendous amount of opportunities to go after the players that you want and that you think fits the culture of what this team you believe is going to be. So Buck Showalter, I think, is a tremendous a- acquisition for the New York Mets. Uh, Eric Chavez, we don't know. Joey Core, I think, really puts the Mets in a position where, uh, hey, listen, if if Buck doesn't work out, you know, in the first year, if Buck decides, you know, this isn't the place that he wants to manage, or I, I don't believe that's going to happen. Joey Cora can jump right in and take over for the team. So I, I think the Mets are positioned very, very well. I think, I mean, Speedy, you're a Mets fan. What are your thoughts to this? I mean, when you heard the story, are you surprised that Chavez uh, jumped ship going from the Yankees that is a world champ, you know, uh, every year a world championship contender to the Mets that really have not been discovered to be one of those teams? I think it's more about the role than the position itself. I don't know if it's necessarily a Yankees-Mets thing more than it is. A hitting coach is going to take more precedence in terms of getting a managerial job than a third base coach. Because base running in the analytics era of baseball is not as prioritized as something like hitting where you're judging all these advanced stats. Base running is something that is fading in terms of stolen bases as being a lost thought. I'm not saying you want to have players be slow, but it's not being a judge as much as something like just getting on base. Raw on base percentage. OPS being the biggest thing. OPS plus. So I think Chavez took that into account and factored in that there's more likelihood that I'm going to get a managerial job being a hitting coach, especially with something like the Mets. Now, if the Mets don't hit well with him, obviously it could crash and burn right in front of his face and all of a sudden he's not getting any managerial job. That's the risk you run, but it's a good chance with the offense that they have assembled on paper to make that kind of thing work. In his career, he was a very good hitter. Like you were saying before the start of the show, he's somebody that if he didn't have the injuries in his career, could have been uh, could have been one of the best third basemen this generation type thing. Uh, 268 career hitter, hit 260 home runs, was a great defensive player, six goal gloves. And he's also somebody that's related to many different types of 
players. He played with the Oakland. He played with the Diamondbacks as well, which were a mixture of different things. The Oakland with the Moneyball Athletics and a lot of veteran players on it, and the Mets have a lot of veteran players on it, a lot of guys that weren't homegrown players. So that kind of thing could help out in terms of trying to adjust the, the type of hitter. And then the Diamondbacks, too. They weren't a great team every year, but they had some good years with him there. And they had a lot of young players in the infield that were coming up at that time. So that's definitely something if Brett Beatty comes up, maybe that's something a third baseman himself could relate to that kind of thing. So I think there's definitely some positives. Obviously a hitting coach is difficult to tell what he's going to do because it's not like in football where you have an evident scheme. Baseball doesn't really like that, but in terms of that kind of connection, I like it. So I, I, that was really the, all, the, all the baseball I wanted to get into. I want to get into football. There's a lot of football to conversate. There's a lot of NFL rumors. Russell Wilson speaks out. Uh, obviously, January 6th, which was, t- t- well, today. I mean, today mm-hmm. was the yep. the 6th. Russell Wilson speaks out. My goal is to win a Super Bowl, but not with the Giants, not with the Packers, not with any other team but Seattle, which is surprising to me when you hear Russell Wilson speaking out because there were stories coming out that Ciara wants to go to a big marketplace. Uh, obviously, she's starting to appear. You saw what she did um, at New Year's. She was the broad, you know, I guess she was the host of... Uh, ch- what was it? Channel four, channel seven. Yeah, one of the channels. And one of the channels yeah. at LA, you know, introduction. So, um, I am not. I'm very surprised that Russell Wilson would come out and say that. But they're going to have to extend his contract. They're going to have to give him more money uh, if he's going to stay there. Now, DK Metcalf is still there. Uh, Lockett is still there. They they have a better you know wide receiving core than the New York Giants. I mean, why would he want to go and play with Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, who's having problems with his wife right now and and living in his house? You didn't hear about that, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, it's not Evan relevant. Uh, well, it is relevant. It How? absolutely was relevant because he might not be a he might not be a Giant next year. He might not be a Giant. I, the Giants. The Giants are going to trade him because he's getting divorced. No, I'm saying that. He, it's a very good chance. Do you think that even though Sterling Shepard looked like he was going to be good in the beginning of the season, then he fought injury and then he came back? Has Sterling Shepard had a great season? Absolutely not. I, I think yeah, Saquon, with Daniel Jones and Mike Glennon. Oh, oh boy, he's going to light up the stat sheet. Well, don't blame Daniel Jones when they don't have an offensive line that protects him. They haven't had an offensive line in 10 years. All right, so you're going to blame Daniel Jones for that? I'm going to blame Dave Gettleman let for that, like you, I've been doing for the past six years. Let me ask you a question because you think Russell Wilson's such a great fit over there. What well, I makes didn't you, say he's a great fit. Yeah, you, you're spe- I would go get him, but I don't think he's Why a fit. Why would you get him? Because he's me. a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. No quarterback in the league. No, no, no better. No he's better. the best quarterback in that division. Uh, really? If the Giants got Russell Wilson, absolutely he's the best quarterback in that With division. With that offensive line, you think he's going to be the best quarterback? Talent-wise, he's the best quarterback in that division. I didn't division. ask you that. Forget offensive about... lines. Forget everything else. No, no, if that... you're looking at pure quarterback skill set, he's a top-five quarterback in football, and he's the really? best quarterback this in that year, division. This year's been a top-five quarterback? Before he got hurt, absolutely that, no, he was. That's not what I'm asking. Do yes. you think that Russell Wilson was a top five quarterback this year? I know what you're going at, and next year when the season starts, will I rank him five? Yes. If he goes to the Giants, you think he's going to be a top five quarterback? When the season starts, yes. absolutely not. Absolutely not. What makes you think that he's going to be a top five quarterback? With uh, his, tra- his track record shows me he's uh, a top uh, his five tra- quarterback. Track record, yeah, because he had DK Metcalf. He's had uh, you know Tyler Lockett. Who's he got over there with Tyler, the Giants? First of all, Tyler Lockett. Don't and talk. Him. About, don't talk about Tyler Lockett because Tyler Lockett's awesome. He is awesome. But how many years did Tyler Lockett go? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, all right. Now he's a Pro Bowler. Now we like him. Russell Wilson made Tyler the last Lockett. Three, the last three years, and every quarterback makes the wide receiver. Nah. Every quarterback, yes. Nah, there's a few exceptions to that rule, really? but that's Ooh. fun. Tell me. 
What? Give me, give me, give me a quarterback to apply. Well, I mean, Jerry Rice, I'd say is an exception. Terrell Owens, I'd say it's an exception. Jerry Rice, hold on one second. Jerry Rice had Joe Montana throw to him. He had uh, Steve Young throw at him. Uh, are they Hall he of Famers? Yeah, Jeff Yeah. Uh, are they Hall of Famers? Exactly my uh, point. Uh, all right. Exceptions so, to the rule. Uh, exceptions to the rule. So Most people need, say Jerry Rice is not so, only the greatest wide receiver so ever. Some people say he's the best football player ever. Probably is. And and by the way, if you again, you put your hands down, you have Hall because of Famers. Because you just Joe said, Montana, you hypocrite Joe, yourself no, every not, day. I'm, you just said he's not uh, Steve Montana, uh, Steve Young, and Joe Montana made him, but yet. He probably is the greatest football player yeah, that's ever. What, that's what people say. That doesn't mean that it's true. That doesn't mean it's true. Haven't you said that? I, I, again, I'm not everybody. I am not everybody. And I'm going to sit here and tell you that if Russell Wilson goes to the Giants, which Bob, argumentally, argumentally going back and forth with the argument here, there is no way in hell he's going to have a better season with the Giants than he would with Seattle staying in I Seattle. agree with you. So why would, he, why would the, the Giants The offensive lines, by the way, are probably the same. No. Mm, Seattle's offensive line sucks too. It's it's better than the Giants, not by a lot. It doesn't matter. Andrew Thomas is probably. Why does he want to leave? Seattle? Outside of Dwayne Brown, I don't Seattle? think. Why does he want to leave Seattle? Because I think him and Pete Carroll had enough of each other. Just no, like no. hold on, the first offensive of all, line. If Brady and Belichick had a divorce, I think any quarterback and any coach can have a divorce. That's just how I see it. Pete Carroll and him, I think there's a lot of resentment Russell Wilson holds because of the. I'm going to throw the ball and the goal line instead of run it with Marshawn Lynch because Russell Wilson wears that hat as the guy that throws the pass. Not, ah, my coach told me to do it. He says, yeah, I made a bad play. I think he holds a lot on that. I think that he sees Seattle's kind of saying, we've given you two wide receivers. The running game, Chris Carson is constantly hurt. Rashard Penny had a great week the other week, but he's always in and out. I think there's a lot of resentment built up. Oh, by the way, they're going to bring back Bobby Wagner? Because they don't bring back Bobby Wagner, that defense goes from awful to historically bad next season. Let me ask you a question. Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams are the only two worth a damn on that defense. Uh, Jamal Adams stinks, okay? He's and, a top 20 player in the uh, league. He, he is not a top 20 player in the league. Nah. And anybody who thinks that, first of all, he went over there to a secondary that was one of the best secondaries in football. He goes over there to try to relinquish that Legion of Boom thought. And by the way, what has he done? Oh, he's just made the secondary the worst secondary in all of football. So... Great. He's a run stopper. He's a run stopper. Really? That's what he is. Really? Last You're year, a Jets fan. The, the year, the How's your run that, defense he had eight go? He had eight interceptions. The most, the most, actually, eight sacks, and he had, uh, what, three or four interceptions. He had the most. No, I think he has four in his career. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever. But he, he, he broke a record the year before, and he was an all-pro yeah, player. Sacks. He was an all-pro player. So, and, and, and honestly, when you look at who he is as a player, when he was with the Jets, and, and by the way, I'm not a big fan of Jamal Adams, never was. And anybody that listens to this show knows I couldn't stand him. All right? He went over there for two first-round draft picks. And let's see what the Jets have gotten in those two first-round draft picks, okay? Uh, last year, what did the Jets get for him, Speedy? Elijah Vera Tucker. Elijah Vera Tucker. Looks pretty damn good, right? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. And now, going into this year's draft, they have a top-ten pick, which it looks like is going to be number seven. Sure. Okay? Where, where are they going to go over there? They're going to get two for the price of one and two players that could be all pro, pro ball Very players. Very true. For so Jamal the trade Adams, might have worked out a, for the Jets for once. Uh, okay. That doesn't diminish Jamal, Jamal Adams' value. He's not a top Jamal 20. Adams is a stunt. He's not a top 20 player. Not even close. Not I even would close. disagree He's with not you. even a top two safety in the league. Okay. There's Buddha. Mm-hmm. And then there's... There's no definitive two. That's better than Jamal Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Honey Badger had a bad year. 
Otherwise, I would have said him. Speedy, who Kevin Byard, Ke- uh, Jesse Bates, I would say, is in that mix. Kevin Byard. Derwin Ke- James. But Ke- Ke- Derwin James. Derwin James. Yeah. All right, James is too. All right. He's a top five safety in football. Speedy, yeah, give me your do. list because I'll give you mine. You're, you're right, ready? Let's see. I would say I still would have Don't honey. forget about Justin Simmons either. I would say I would still have Honey Badger top five. I still think his versatility is a lot to, to, to when you're maneuvering around that. I would still put him there. I would say Kevin Byard. I would say Jesse Bates for sure. Uh, Buddha, yeah, and Derwin James. That's probably here, here, it. Here's, here's, here's a list that just was posted up. The top safeties in the league. Justin Simmons, one. Harrison Smith, two. John Johnson, three. Oh. Marcus Williams, no, so Jamal Adams Marcus, Marcus Williams, four. Me, Minka Fitzpatrick, five. Derwin James, six. Marcus May, seven. Jesse Bates, third, uh, eighth. Uh, Adrian Amos, four, ninth, and Jamal Adams, number 10. Now, maybe he's a little bit higher. Yeah, that's a higher. weird list. It doesn't matter. Maybe if he's... I'll go to another list, Speedy. You say it's a weird list. Let's go to another. I'm not trying to attack your let's, Jamal Adams uh, point. Hold on. John hold on. Johnson, let, number let, three. Well, let's go, let's that, go that, to another. That, that's insane. Let's go to another safety. Uh, this is another list. Mika Fitzpatrick, one. Buddha Baker, two. Tyranny Matthew... Uh, uh, the Honey Badger. Badger. Uh, the Honey Badger. Then you have Jesse Bates... Then you have Justin Simmons. Then you have Jamal Adams. He's not even in a top five safeties in the league. How well, is those he are top, all opinion pieces. How is he a top Those are all opinion pieces. How is he a top 20 You read two opinion pieces. Five? You want to go to another one? Let's go to another one. So I, I just I want to show you that he's not even close to a top 20 player. And for you to say that is ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. I'm going to go to the list. I don't know how many safeties you can say. God, I hate sacks in a year. All right, this list. Number one, Justin Simmons. Number two, the Honey Badger. But number, we're not. We're not. Hold number on. three, we're not going to do Darnell this for the next Savage. half hour, right? No, no, no. I'm just saying. Number four, Jamal Adams is better than Darnell Savage. <laughs> Mika Fitzpatrick, Jesse Bates, Jesse Bates. I'm just going through the list of players. John Johnson. I'm just going through what they're saying. Mika, uh, Mika Hyde, another guy okay. that they're saying. Uh, Julian Blackman. Yes. Julian Blackman. Jamal Adams. Uh, Harrison Smith. What makes you think he's better? What tells you right now that he's better than any of these guys? He's made an, a secondary that's world-renowned. One of the worst secondaries in football. World-renowned? They were world-renowned five, uh, Devin six McCourty. years ago. Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty's a stud. Uh, uh, Devin McCourty's a... Uh, uh, De- when Devin McCourty leaves New England, that's going to be a big gap. He's going to retire. What are you talking about? That's He's what I'm leaving. saying. When he, he leaves retired, New England. He almost retired this offseason. I understand that. He's a Hall of Famer. If I get... I agree with you a million percent. When he leaves New England... That's going to be a big gap to fill. Absolutely. Just as much as Tom Brady, just as much as Julian Edelman, and just as much as... Uh, uh, Edelman should be a borderline Hall of Famer, too. No, he's not. He, no, he's I not. said great, should. Ho- great playoff player. He's not a Hall of Famer. He doesn't uh, have the Hall of Famer. I said does. should. <laughs> Snug says, ha-ha, Clinton Dix. <laughs> he hasn't played, oh, yeah. Yeah. He hasn't played he in four employed? years. Oh, he hasn't played in like four years. What I'm, when he was with Washington, that was his last thing, and he hasn't been back since. What I'm trying to say here is... To say that he's a top 20 player, he's not even a top five safety in the league, in a lot of people's lists. So to say that uh, is ludicrous because uh, we could talk about pass rushers. I would take a bunch of pass rushers over him. I would take quarterbacks over him. I would take running backs over him. Uh, Not a bad year. uh, I would say if you want to know where I rank Jamal Adams, I'd probably rank him 70th. Or sixty fifth in the league out of, and that's that's pretty high for me because I don't even think he's that good. Okay, so let's. I, I want to see what Jamal. I, I don't know what Jamal Adams has done this year, 
But uh, yeah, there's not a lot of safeties though that would be ranked up there among like top ten overall players as it is because we just had a bunch of arguments and lists on who the best safeties are. Like it's pretty definitive with certain positions right. who the best one is. Got uh, all right. So Jamal Adams played twelve games this year. All right. Right. He's been really beat up ever since he got. Over. All right. He's played twelve games. How many sacks do you think he has? I think I read that he has zero. He has zero sacks. All right. So now hold on. Solo hold solo on. tackles. How many do you think he has? Twelve games. You say he gets four or five a game, so probably uh forty to fifty. Fifty six. Okay. Okay. All right. So l- let's go to which, which really, if you think about it, is not that bad for a uh, All right. In twelve games. All right. So C.J. Mosley is like um a middle linebacker who should be stiffing one hundred and twenty. Uh, th- th- that's fine, but C.J. Mosley, he's he missed a full season. Okay, and I, I want jet linebacker. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm bringing up a player. That's all I'm bringing up a player. He played in 14 games this year, right? Right. All right. He's a middle linebacker. He that's, should have double or triple that's that tackle. Fine, but he missed a whole season, and he, and he, he what what kind? He of opted out because of COVID. Uh, the, the, yes, that's fine. Actually, missed almost two years. Well, yeah, the 2019 was the jet, he got hurt. That was and the then he opted out. So, so, yeah, last right, year, he so, opted out. so he missed two years. Okay. Do you know he had almost a hundred solo tackles this year? He leads the league in what? what As was he it? should. Uh, again, he missed two years. Okay, that that's a significant. Where do you rate uh, C.J. Mosley? Where do you rate him? Do you rate him as a top twenty player? Well, considering you, so, you have you Jamal so Adams seventieth, mm-hmm. I would have Mosley sniffing fifty somewhere. Okay, now you're talking. CJ Mosley, before he got hurt, he was a top three middle linebacker. In the he was league. the best middle linebacker in football. He was, he was right there. So, do you but know? Fred Warner's taking that spot. You, do yeah. you? Do you? That's fine. Right. If you look at CJ Mosley right now, you don't think he's a top five linebacker in the league after this? I year? didn't say he wasn't. All right, I so love CJ Mosley. I told you CJ Mosley was a great signing. All right, all right. You said they overpaid him. Right, they did. But <laughs> CJ Mosley. CJ... How do you overpay a top five middle linebacker in football? That, okay, so he's a top five middle linebacker. So you know he's top five middle linebacker. How is he 50? How is he 50th? Because you said Jamal Adams is 70th. He is. He's right. not even in the top 10 in a lot of people's that. list. But Mosley. See. Doesn't make sense. I can't, the math doesn't make no, sense. No, no, it doesn't. So Jamal Adams to me, right? A, he's beat up. B, right now, I think he's trying to cover a lot of different gaps, and they're asking him to do everything. Eddie Jackson him or and Jamal Bobby Adams. Wagner. What? Eddie Jackson or Jamal Adams. I'm, take, I'm taking Jamal Adams. I'm taking Jamal Adams there, too. Eddie Jackson. And the thing I don't like about Kevin Byard is he's just like Trevon Diggs. It's either a home run or it's a strikeout. I don't No, I wouldn't yeah, be that harsh on Byard. Byard is Trevon Diggs' best option. If mm. Trevon Diggs turns out to be Kevin Byard, the Dallas Cowboy fans should be hooting and hollering in the street. Kevin Byard is the best ball hawk in the league. But, but, he's not going to get up and tackle. He's not going to get in the box. He's not going to get sacks. But they don't need him to do that. They I have understand a lot of that. But the Seattle that. Seahawks need Jamal Adams to do everything. It's literally just him and Bobby Wagner. That's it. That's wow. literally it. Uh, Stuck says Jamal Adams and I are going to love going to Renaissance festivals and jousting as nights. And Carl says Roquan Smith and CJ Mosley are dogs. And Jeff is on the phone. Jeff, what's going on, bud? CJ, uh, CJ, so stupid. <laughs> CJ Mosley, Errol, your argument is flawed at best. Okay. Okay. Because Let's this see. is I this, hear is, this. this is what you just did. No, I'm I'm not picking. I'm not doing any of that. But comparing CJ Mosley in tackles to 
Jamal Adams is stupid because no, 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 no. That's not what I'm doing. But go ahead. I'll tell you what I'm doing. You said how many tackles did he have? That's Mm -hmm. how you started the thing, right? Comparing tackles, right? Mm -hmm. Half of the plays in a football game are running plays, and they have to get by C.J. Mosley before Jamal Adams would even see the person. Mm -hmm. So Jamal, so C.J. Mosley is going to have more opportunities to make a tackle. Jamal Adams, Jamal Adams on that team, on that particular team, they use him as another linebacker. That's what they use him as. He's not even a safety. He is a linebacker. On some plays. On some plays. They use him as a linebacker. They actually were thinking, Seattle was thinking before the season started, and I was reading that they were going to move him to the linebacker position, that he was interested in moving the They were doing that a lot last year, too. I I know. That's what they were doing. So you're wrong. As much as you're trying to attack me, I think you're wrong. I'm not attacking you. I'm not attacking you. I'm just saying. No, no, no. no. The thinking is flawed. If you want to go tackle, like tackles, compare him to another safety. Okay. Not a linebacker. All right, all right. Have more all right. So Tyler, Ty, Tyler puts him as a, a top five safety in the league, I, 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 and he also puts him as Which a top. Which is not ridiculous, by the way. Uh, top twenty player. Uh, well, there's so many players that you could. It's so hard to do because you could make an argument for anybody, right? Like you like, think Jamal Adams is a top twenty player? No, no. Hold, That's what I want to know. That, do you no, think no, he is? I, Oh, yes do or no? I think he has no, okay. but I, there's a trillion other positions. Like, right. do I think do I think that that C.J. Mosley is as good at his position as say uh, Bradbury is at playing center? Probably not, right? Like, but you know, there's so many different. You know, uh, the kid Quentin Nelson, right? Who's a dominant tackle? You know, like there's so many positions that. You'd have to be the best player at your position to be a top 20 player. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think any safety right now is a top 20 overall player just because we have so many no, borderlines on who it is. Buda Baker's Speed very easy. close. Don't do this. Buda Baker's very don't close. Buda Baker's sniffing 20. Maybe, but again, you're ju- you have to judge so many other positions too in terms of just pure dominance where there, there's been flaws in a, a lot of these other top safeties. Harrison Smith was thought of as a top five safety for his whole career. I think he's regressed badly the last two years. Just, so just think, of, just think about this. There's, there's 26 positions in football, Yeah. right? Okay. So, you'd ha- so even the best player at their position won't be a top 20 player. Well, yeah, of course, but I'm talking about the overall like talent of that of that one level. Errol and I had the big argument about Jalen Ramsey. Is he the best corner in football? And right. uh, but I'm, I'm still thinking a lot of people, whether they think he is or not, is might still put him I as mean, a top twenty I mean, overall Jamal, player. Though is Jamal Adams uh, better at his position than Justin Tucker is at his? I would argue no. No, Justin Tucker. Of course not. Right, but that's this is what I'm saying. He's probably not a top twenty player because there's twenty six, twenty seven positions. Right. If you're, you know, there's eleven on offense, eleven on defense. That's twenty two. We haven't gotten to kicker, punter, gunner, any of that kind of sort sure, of thing. Sure, sure. I'm not right? even judging so, in terms of the positional value factors that a lot of these draft analysts judge on now too. Because all right, the running back value, the run, the value of the overall running back is diminishing. The running back, uh, the tight ends aren't being drafted early. There, are, that I'm not even judging that because there are dominant overall athletes, skilled players at those positions. Derrick Henry's a great running back, probably an overall top 20 player. Uh, Not Travis, as good as Zeke Elliott. <laughs> Travis Kelsey's probably thought of in that mix, no matter how much you diminish the overall position. Now, the, the position, obviously, some of it will be deeper than others. That's always the way football works. There's more, probably more dominant wide receivers than there are dominant, say, right, middle linebackers. A, right, but to say he's a top 20 player, you could maybe, I mean, you could arguably make to take three or four quarterbacks before you'd even get to another position. Uh, not necessarily. I would say the best overall player at any position is probably Aaron Donald. 
I don't know. I mean, there's nothing he can't do, and he's played like every defensive line position imaginable in both a three four and a four three and dominated. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I might lean more towards some of the offensive linemen. Okay. You know, uh, there's there's guys in this league that no one can get around. You know what I'm saying? Like there's like like when Quentin Nelson is healthy, healthy with the Colts. Yes. He is much better at his position than just about anybody is at theirs. Right. And he would be in that mix too among the top 20 even though the interior defense or offensive line isn't as high. And mm-hmm. again, you could say there's some kind of thing with a lot of the left tackles over the years. Uh Trent Williams, Tyron Smith, and Jason Peters were thought of like those were the three best tackles definitively. Now it's not so clean. Like Trent Williams is definitely the best now, but now it's not so clean like even who the rest of those that mix is just because there's so many I mean, it's not a, there's so it's many not of a bad them. pick. It's uh-huh. not a bad pick, Speedy, but for me, I'm taking an offensive lineman probably is the best player in the league just because it's easier to be Aaron Donald facing a quarterback and knowing where the ball is than an offensive lineman playing with your back to the play, uh, wondering where the ball might be. Okay. The point of the initial argument was I don't know if there's any – because there's so many argument of who the best safety is. Yeah, but again, I, I'm going to cut in on this one because what I'm saying is – when you're looking at top 20 players, you're probably your top five, top six players are quarterbacks. That's probably where even, you're going to go. I wouldn't even care. If you're top 10 at your position, you're a player, dude. You're a player. Yeah, but a lot of people, I just named a bunch of, I, I named three people that, uh, three experts that didn't, uh, only one of the experts put him in a top, top six, top seven safeties in a league. And then the rest, they put him in 10, 11. I mean, that's not good, okay? Especially a guy that was traded for two first-round draft picks. He's so, a top, I mean, listen, if Tyler thinks he's top five, that five that's fine. That is what it is. Yeah. Someone has him at six, oh, big deal. They swat, they dropped him once far seven. Who cares? He, he didn't, you're still one of the best players at your position in the league. Uh, I, dis, I disagree. I don't, I don't think he's one of the best players at his position. Well, let's put it this Can, way. Would you, would you say he's even at 10? I would say he's top 10, yes. Um, right. I there's, would. Yeah. right, there's four safeties on every team, times 32. Um, I would say 10 yeah, or 11. 28, yeah. I would say 10 or 11. That's where I so would there's hundred. So there, there's 120 safeties in the league, and he's top 10, but he's no good. I didn't say he's no good. I don't think he's what everybody or what Tyler thinks he is. I, I don't think he's that good. I, I really it's, don't. Even as a Jet. I never You've been beefing. I know because he requested the trade. You've had it. Speed, speedy, speedy. Honestly, honestly, when he was drafted, the first year I liked Jamal Adams. After, after the first year, you've been here with me since he was drafted. I wasn't there at the draft. I don't remember what you thought of him then, but yeah, after, in that rookie year, you liked him. The second half of the 2018 season, I think, is when you started getting a little sour with him, and then yeah. 2019, it was like, no, get rid of him now. Get rid of him. And I, 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 I honestly. Really never liked Jamal Adams. It was it was an iffy thing when he was drafted. I heard a lot about him. Uh, I remember I forget who told me a lot about him because I really didn't follow him in college with LSU. I, I really didn't. But a lot of people you know spoke very highly. I think it was you, Jeff, that liked him. Um, but all in all, I really never liked Jamal Adams. Never. So it, to me, for you guys to think. That when now you you're bringing up that I you're I'm sour with him because they wanted to get rid of him. I wanted to get rid of him. I didn't want him there with the Jets. Okay, and good look. He went to Seattle. Has he really helped that defense? Honestly, secondary he hasn't. They're one of the worst secondaries in football. 
But picking on Jamal Adams when that whole team has fallen apart, it's impossible to pinpoint one guy with the, the Seahawks. Their offense now stinks. Their defense now stinks. Special teams stink. And you're going to what? Say it's all Jamal Adams? The Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Jeff. If you look at this roster right now, do you think Jamal Adams should be the second highest play, play highest paid player on this roster? On that roster? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, is is I'm trying to I'm trying to compare like what they get per position because there's some positions that are more valuable than others. Okay, so that just is going to be what it is. Um, on that roster, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to say. There's not a lot of great players on that team. There isn't. The problem, the other problem too, is he. The a lot of the players that they have that are supposedly better at their positions are also older too, so they're not going to get the their contract either already happened and, or they're not going to get it now. And Carl right, says, or a guy like DK Metcalf who isn't even up for a contract yet. And Carl, so yeah. not- I'm just reading what Carl says. Carl says, "Why do you have to like someone for them to be good? I don't like uh, Aaron Rodgers because he beats the Bears. Right? Ha ha ha! But I know he's amazing. Right? Which uh, is, and, which was me and, with the Eagles. My too. answer and my answer to that, uh, Carl, is. I never said that you. Ha- I have to like him to say that he's good. I I in don't all, like him, and I don't think he's good. Okay, that's fairness, my opinion. Not, in all fairness, it's not hard to be good against the Bears. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the fact is, is that when you when you you're you're trying to analyze a player and what their talents are and how good they are, you have to look at the position and what he does. To make that position better, and I don't think Jamal Listen, Adams. If, 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 Seattle, if Seattle cuts him tomorrow, and yes. I'm not saying that Go that's ahead. even a possibility, yeah, 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 yeah. they cut they cut him tomorrow. Yes. Would any team jump? Absolutely, to pick him up? absolutely not going to pay him so what he's, he's a making. Good he's not. He's not going to be paying, getting paid ninety million dollars. I mean, yeah, he's the highest paid safety in the league. Yeah, maybe not, but you also shouldn't hate on a guy for getting his money when he got his money. Good for him. I, I don't hate on him because of the money that he's made. I, I hate on him because I don't think he's that as good as everybody thinks he is. He hasn't gotten better since I his watched this guy. I, think that's I have watched where this the kid. I watched this kid develop all these years with the New York Jets, okay? And to me, he's the same player he he started as. I mean he's a little bit better, obviously, because he had to grow. But to me, he's a big mouth. I met him three times. He he walked around like his crap didn't stink, and he 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 made it seem like he was Peyton Manning. He made himself look like he was Tom Brady and all that other stuff. And he's not anywhere close to those players. So honestly, I so overrated. Guys, come on, he's the best in the nation. Remember, well, who's who, who's who said this? Well, uh, Josh says uh, what? What do you say? He's I, the I best in the nation. Guys, uh, maybe come when he was on. in college. Uh, guys, come on. Yeah, he I'm was trying the, to figure out what you mean by that, Josh. In the nation, remember. I, yeah, he was the best. He was the best in the nation for the first year that he came out, uh, no question, Josh. And then uh, he played NFL football, and he wasn't the best in the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he no. wasn't. And, and maybe to your point, maybe you're judging the overall prospects. I actually did have him as the, my overall prospect in that draft. You did. Uh, but I, obviously, I knew he wasn't going to go number one because it's not. Uh, it's not a premier position. A safety is not something a that's lot of drafted. Did, by the way, uh, drafted early. I had him as the number one guy. But to Errol's point, I don't think he's really gotten better since his second year in the league. I think that now I agree with you, Tyler. I think the Seahawks have misused him a lot. I've always bashed Ken. Norton oh. as a defensive coordinator. Oh, Josh says he said in his intro on Sunday Night Football, 
he he he's the best. He's oh, the best in the nation. Uh, remember? Oh sure. Okay. Yes. All right. So yeah, oh, that's, gotcha, that's just him being. Gotcha. That's just him being cocky. Okay. Uh, that's him being an ass, and that's yeah. what he always was. When I met him, he was an ass quite a few times. I even had. I, I even bought him a drink at, at, at an event that I was at. Uh-huh. Okay. I bought him a drink. Okay. So that just tells you the type of person that he is as well. And I don't even drink. So it, it, to me. I, 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 there's no bitterness to who he is as a talent. I, is he a great player? Uh, yes, he's an NFL player. should be. But um, is he worth the money that they paid him? No. Do I think he's a, a top – do I think he's a top 50 player in the league? I said it. No, I think he's rated somewhere in the 70s. And, and yes, that's still high because of all the players that are in the NFL – yeah, that, that, that's fine. That's great. But honestly, oh, by the way, what is he saying? Julius Randle? Julius Randle needs to be disgusted. Disgust. What he did tonight was bad. I mean, well, because he was jealous that R.J. Barrett had the final shot and it wasn't him. Let me tell you something about Julius Randle. I don't want to talk much about basketball. No one cares. I know nobody cares. Julius Randle is the biggest baby. He's a bricklayer, ball-hogging, fake, wannabe Carmelo Anthony, okay? He's not Carmelo Anthony, nor will he ever be. And the fact that Tom Thibodeau is riding his jock straps, making it seem like he is, just shows you how long Tom Thibodeau is going to be the coach for the New York Knicks, okay? I love Tom Thibodeau, but he shouldn't be riding this guy like he's some kind of special, fantastic player. R.J. Barrett got the final shot. He was the guy they wanted to give him the ball. He hit the shot. You should be happy. Not sticking your thumbs down and telling the fans to go F themselves, okay? That shows you how disrespectful he is and how much he thinks he is as a player. He is not anywhere close to Carmelo Anthony. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, what, what, uh, what, what did he say? It right explains here? why. Uh, go back to, oh, Speedy, go back to my comments. Um, which one about the best in the nation thing? No, about Julius Randle. It was Julius Randle needs to be discussed. What he did tonight was bad. And he wrote, so Julius Randle took a bias route tonight did the thumbs down to the Nick fans and was asked what he meant by this. And he responded, shut the F up. That's what he Damn, said. Yeah, that is bad. And, and it just, it, it just shows you the dis <clears throat> honestly, honestly for, for the same fans that said MVP last year, MVP, MVP, giving them all the credit in the world. Now all of a sudden he's telling them to shut the F up. Mm-hmm. It's not going to last. Not even the, that's not even the worst thing that's been said in the last two nights. Did you see what happened last night in the Rockets game? No, what happened? I, I, didn't, I didn't. The see Kevin that. Porter Jr. thing. No. Oh yeah, the broadcaster. Yeah, that was that was terrible. What happened? Real. What happened? Dude, I don't even know. Kevin Porter Jr. pulled up and hit a bucket to like take the lead or whatever. Like pulled up jumper and the and the um. It was the Wizards color commentator. I forget his yeah, name. The, yeah, the Wizards color commentator goes. Oh, uh, he's got a quicker trigger than his father did, and his father killed an eight-year-old girl with a gun. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Does he have a job? (laughs) He better not. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, That that sounds bad. Holy crap. I mean... Oh, I think that guy was an award-winning broadcaster too, and well, he'll probably keep not his anymore. He probably keep his job if he's award-winning. He'll keep his job. They, they're not and there's a long drive to left, and Castellanos hit a home run. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, Jeff, that was much. And needed. then Josh says he explained himself after. I, I don't. I I didn't even hear about this because uh, last night. I didn't really watch any basketball after the show. I, I really didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Dude, there's no, there's no explaining yourself. Right. His dad killed an eight year old girl with a gun, and you literally tried to think that you were funny by saying, "Oh, he's got a quicker trigger than his dad did." Sorry, bro. Like you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, disrespectful, and the kid did nothing to him, obviously. And uh, maybe there's hatred. Maybe there's something about that. Uh, 
Uh, Josh says he thought he was uh, the son of Kevin Porter, who used to play ball, uh, and obviously maybe he wasn't. Still uh, doesn't. It, it still doesn't justify. Yeah, you comments. want you want to let everybody knows that that isn't like the thing, and you wouldn't make a comment like that about his dad having a quick trigger if he didn't know exactly that his father killed somebody. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Why would that be the comment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why Why wouldn't it be? Oh, you had a great jumper like your dad did. Mm. He he, dude. He used that word for a reason. I'm convinced. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he and Josh says he got the porters mixed up, and 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 that's fine. But it still doesn't give him the right to say that, even if it was the right porter. Okay. You you don't throw somebody under the bus, especially what his father his father did. That has nothing to do with you. It, it, my my father wasn't the best of person, and he's. He's been in trouble with the law, you know, over the years. I, that's the truth, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide behind it. But all, all, all in all, how could somebody, you know, compare me to my father when I'm nothing like my father? Okay, so that is disrespectful, and you, it makes you look bad, and it makes the person look worse than what he really is. So, uh, uh, I, I, Josh, and nobody's I'm pretty saying sure using that as an excuse yeah. is like exactly that, just an excuse. Yeah. Yes, because right. I'm yeah. sure because the backlash was immediate. I- social media they were like what is wrong with this dude and i'm sure that he was like oh well i i thought this Mm. no you didn't no he didn't no no he he tried to be funny and try to embarrass the kid that had nothing to do with anything that he was trying to embarrass him with and obviously made himself look really really bad and should be fired if he's reward winning uh they're not gonna fire him uh they'll 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 reprimand him he'll probably uh you know be docked pay or or uh, fine by the NBA, definitely fine by the NBA. The NBA is not going to sit still and let this guy get away with what he said, but uh, I, it's disrespectful. But the fact that Ju- Julius Randle uh, said that to the fans, the same fans that were screaming MVP, MVP, even in the playoffs when they won that game and where he ball hogged the whole game against Atlanta. And by the way, almost cost the Knicks that one win that they had against Atlanta. Right. And the one they were celebrating in the streets yes, after. Yeah. Thinking that they won an NBA right. title. Uh-huh. Okay. This man has, a, has the nerve to attack the Knicks fans that love him. So, you know what? Uh, Honestly, and, and yes, Tyler is around. I, I Tyler, you know, gets into these little routes over here. Uh, Tyler was on the ball. He was on the camp for a little <laughs> bit, you know. Came he back just to, in time for the interview. You know, he had to drop a deuce, you know, and uh, a couple of them, right? Tyler, what? You dropped a couple of deuces? Yeah, it wasn't pretty. How about the deuce? Uh, what happened to the deuce of, uh, you know, getting in the ring with the great and powerful Jeff from Tampa? Oh, I heard what he said. I heard. What did he say? Oh, what did I say? Problem. When, when I flew up there and you were like, oh, hey, Jeff's up here. And you're like, that's his problem. You don't want to fight. You, <laughs> you don't did, really want to do it. You did say that. Did I, I was up that? there. Yes, it did. I was up there. Yeah. You don't want to do it. You know I'm going to choke the life out of you. <laughs> you, you did say it. You, well, you, yeah, I, did I came say to you I now. Also, you can come to me. I also, I mean, technically you weren't here. You were in Delaware. I, that's I, another like two I hours said, from here. I, I, I said I would get in the car and drive over there. I go, meet me in the middle. I'll drive all the way to Connecticut and do it. The last I heard it was Errol said he's in Delaware. I said, oh, no, that's no, no. great. I said Rhode Connecticut. Island. I said Rhode Island. Right. Rhode yeah. Island, and, Delaware, and, and, whatever. And when you heard I was there, you said, well, that's his problem. Because you just want to duck it. You just want to be a pussy. That's what you want to do. You want to run your mouth. And now that there's consequences, because when I see you, if I ever see you, I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to start swinging. <laughs> <laughs> T- 
Tyler, what are you going to say about it? I, I got to hear he, this. He can do this only once. It's, I'm not wasting any more energy or breath on this. Dude, I, dude, I, no, heard, no, I, I heard. I'm trying to make this happen. I'm trying to make this I happen. I understand. I was told that there was a dojo. He had a friend. I did. I heard I did. December 14th. I said, okay. And I flew up on December 14th, didn't I, Errol? Yes. I, well, I no one told me. I knew you were here, but no one told me anything else. Where was I supposed to go? I don't know where the gym is. I don't know where the thing is. Right. Uh, just tons of go. What, what am I doing? Oh, I knew you were here, but I didn't try to make anything happen because I don't want to get murdered. <laughs> I didn't really hear much from you either. You you called the show when you were up here. All, I don't have don't act like you weren't on this network all, as you were close. Your, first of all, I don't have your number, but I did call Errol and tell him several times that I was ready. Yes, Errol, never, Errol never. Errol told me the one it, time you were here, yeah. and that was it. I brought it on the that show. That was it. I brought it on the show. But listen, I'm not gonna. I'll, all I know is that we've been on the show, and I I mentioned it to you, and you said, "Well, you, you, what did you say?" You said, "Well, he's you know he's up here. You know, it's his problem. You know, he didn't call me. He didn't he didn't attack. So and that that's what you said. So you, you know what? You, the whole point is is that this should happen. You guys should have the opportunity to. to I've been trying to make it happen. This should happen. This, this should definitely happen. I want to see it happen. Are you in the pool? Oh no! It sounds like you're no, in. No, no, no. That was a wa- no. That was a water bottle. That. Oh. That's I a water it. bottle. I got it. But you know, it, to me, and listen, listen. I I would like to see it. I I think the fans would like to see it. Speedy looks like he's gonna have a hard on if he sees it. You know, right, Speedy? A heart on. A hard on. How do you have a heart the- on? No, a hard on. You know what a hard on? No T, it's a D. Hard. A hard on. No, I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't know what a hard on is. Okay, that's fine. Oh, Jesus, Christmas. Uh, All right. Uh, Christmas past. uh, (laughs) So, so, Speedy doesn't know what a hard on is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Today's Coup Year's Day. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so, uh, Jeff, uh, what does he say? Damn it, Speedy, read a book. Could Speedy's dog Forget be the book. guest referee? <laughs> Speedy's that, 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 that wouldn't be a good idea, Snuck. Speedy's Forget dog. read it. First of all, first of all, since you clearly missed health class in high school, Speedy, you need to watch Big Mouth on Netflix. Just watch Big Mouth. It'll explain everything to you. <laughs> Snug, if my dog joined the fight as a referee, he would join the fight and start uh, doing physical things. Let's put it that way. Anyways, uh, did anybody hear Baker Mayfield's wife posted up some interesting messages on her Twitter? And she says there's a signal out there that quarterback possible departure from Cleveland. So is this the last time we're going to see Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield already cursed out the reporter that started all this. So, no, I don't think Baker wants to. Well, he did it. They they did extend. They did, uh, you know, take his. His fifth-year option. option. Uh, He will be there next year. They're not going to extend his contract. You know know what's funny about that whole situation, though, honestly? The Mm -hmm. funny thing is 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 Baker's been hurt all year, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and if he had just said earlier in the year, fuck it, I'm going to get surgery and I'm going to sit down and best of luck with Case Keenum, everyone would have – been killing the kid mm-hmm. everyone would have been like you don't care about football you're you don't want to be here all you want is the commercials right instead this kid does what everyone wants a football player to do and shows a shit ton of guts and goes out there mm-hmm. and tries his best to ball out in the whole thing right mm-hmm. and you're still killing this dude mm-hmm. there's still so how is this kid supposed to win 
at any argument or at a football game or anything because they're just going to pe- – whatever you think of them, whether you like them or don't like them, people are just going to shit on them anyways. I agree with you. I, I think his wife shouldn't be speaking for him. I, he's a grown man. I understand she loves him. I understand that she's sick and tired of people uh, shooting at him and taking shots and the death threats that he's heard over the last couple of weeks. But, but honestly, too much. this it's is a, all too much. This is a grown man, and if 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 it's bothering so much, speak out instead of hiding in a in a little turtle shell. And when it, when the press attacks you or says something to you, uh, and it's brought brought up into conversation, you just sit there and let your wife do the talking. All right, to, all right. Here's here's the better debate for you. Okay, mm-hmm. here here's one. Oh, I can't wait for this. The, the best debate you let's, could have. Let's hear it. Who's more annoying that you don't want to hear from most? Baker Mayfield's wife or Jackson Mahomes? Mm. Uh, Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> I gotta go Jackson Mahomes. He's the <laughs> worst. He's the worst. <laughs> well, there there is stories coming out of Cleveland and Kevin Stefanski uh, and Baker Mayfield aren't getting along. That's That's the real rumor. And if that's true... Uh, who do you decide to pick? Do you keep Kevin Stefanski or you get rid of Baker Mayfield? Stefanski. I, would, I think Stefanski's done better as a coach than Baker as a quarterback. Easier, uh, I, I would argue the other way. Easier to find a coach than it is a quarterback. <laughs> Stuck says Lamar Ball. <laughs> Lamar Ball. Well, that's true, too. Uh, I, I, no, I, you're right. I probably, I probably would... I would say Lavar at his peak annoyance was probably the worst of the three. Let's, let's say, let's say the Browns do. Let's say the Browns do move on from Baker. Who are they going to get? What's well, the, the best that they're going to put in that place? Well, here's a, here's the thing. Uh, there are a lot of good quarterbacks that are going to be available this year. I mean, this might be the best quarterback uh, free agency for veteran quarterbacks we've ever seen. And who wants to go to Cleveland? You have Russell Wilson, who's not a free agent, but he's going to be available. You have Deshaun Watson, who's not a free agent. He's going to be available. Who the Browns could have drafted. <laughs> and you have... Arguably the best quarterback in a league, and you know who it is, Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be available as well. So you have three predominantly great quarterbacks that are going to be there for the taking, and there might be other quarterbacks that could be available. But there's like eight teams that need a quarterback. I understand Houston that. Houston needs a quarterback. Uh, None of those uh, quarterbacks the Broncos, the Broncos need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Miami probably is going to need a quarterback. Right, like you, the list could go on and on about teams. Carolina is going to need a quarterback, mm-hmm. you know. So Cleveland's not even on the list of needing a quarterback. Carolina is not going to give a give. A, you know, they're not going to walk away from a guy like Sam Donald. I'm going to tell you guys why. And I said this. I'm going to write a story about this this weekend because it's a very interesting story. Sam Donald was traded for a second and a fourth round draft pick. They're going to be fairly high picks. Okay, and he was benched for a guy that can't throw a screen pass. Absolutely, there is no way. I, I, Matt Rule's probably going to be fired at the end of this season. I'll be very surprised. He's one of the highest paid coaches in the NFL, and he has done nothing since he's been there. He was six and ten last year. Everybody thought this was going to be the year. They went three and zero in the beginning of the season. Everybody thought they were going to completely run over the opposition, and then they went on a losing streak, and they're blaming Sam Donald on it, and then they're booing Sam Donald when he steps on the field. Sam Donald. I I I know the Jets didn't do you know didn't do him any you know didn't give him any opportunities to succeed. We all know that, but you have you can't walk away from a quarterback who's still fairly young. He's still a young quarterback because he's the youngest quarterback to ever play as a starter in the NFL history. He's what 23, 24 years old going into next year. He'll probably be twenty five, and you gave up a second and a fourth round draft pick this year. 
for a quarter. You're not just going to say, you know what, we're going we're going to move away from him. We we just gave up a top end, you know, two top end draft picks, two starters. A second and a fourth round draft pick. So your stubbornness, starters. you're going to do it again next year. No, hoping what that... you do is you bring Sam Donald back and you give it, you give him the opportunity to win the job. You do not walk away from a guy that you get, you just gave up. But a what second. if he doesn't win the job? And by the way, your Rangers score, Kreider scored. So be happy. What a hell okay? of you, hell yeah. of you. Okay, now now he's now he's putting a smile on his face. You know, they score, he's banging the table, and then Kreider scores. Well, no, because the goal is bullshit. Oh, I... it was a great goal. What are you talking about? What do you mean? It was an open net. No, not the Ranger goal. The I'm talking about uh, the yes, Vegas the, goal. The Vegas goal was a good goal. Mm, not for the it defense. A, they were. It was like Swiss cheese. Uh, and the, the, that's the Rangers' defense. It's Swiss right. cheese. That's why it's aggravating. Mm. Anyway. And honestly, that's not. That's not a good goal. No, that 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 should have stopped it. Yeah. Anyways. Oh but, look, Robin Leonard. Oh, oh, the Islander faithful. Yeah, well. It's always back to the Islanders, isn't it? Always. Robin Leonard. 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 Mm. Well, I mean, he. Was a huge part of the run you guys were on, yeah. Um, I don't know about huge part oh, of the here run. We I, I, go. What made Robin Leonard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was only like career years for the two years he was there. Oh, hold on, I'm done talking to you about the Islanders and the Jets because when they're there, they're God. Then they leave. Ah, was he really that? Important? Really, I thought so Robin. I, did I, I ever just, like Robin Leonard? Robin Leonard was great last year too, though. With no, Vegas. I understand. I understand that. But now the Islanders go to back-to-back deep playoff runs with him there, and all of a sudden... I like Robin Leonard. I'm not saying that he's not a good goaltender, but I, what makes you think that I thought Robin Leonard was the greatest thing since sliced bread? Because the goalies was, and the defense were why the Islanders were freaking successful. He was successful, and the only person that gave him a chance was Lou Lamorello. Right, okay? sure. Yeah, and and he, he, he kind of re, rebuilt himself because Lou Lamorello said, listen, you need to well, go... Well, the NHL get... chewed him up and spit him out because of the problems he had, but that's beside the point. But well, he was also injury-prone, too, so he really didn't get the full sure. sample Whatever, the, the, fact, the fact is, is we're not really talking about that, but the fact is, is that was that was a bad goal by Robin Leonard. It, it wasn't a good one. But uh, to get back into what we were talking about, I, I think... When you when you look at the league and, and the quarterback play, there are going to be quarterback positions that are going to be available next year, and there are a lot of teams that are going to be looking for specific quarterbacks. We know that uh, there are quite a few teams that are pretty much set in the quarterback. The Jets, obviously, the Bengals, the Patriots with Mac Jones. I but I look at look at San Francisco right now. San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. is going to be saying he's another quarterback that could be available in the offseason. Another good quarterback that could be available. I don't understand why people don't like Jimmy G. Like, the guy wins everywhere he goes. He plays very well whenever he gets a chance. I don't understand why people don't understand that. But, hey, whatever. Jimmy, uh, but if he becomes available, that could be a good thing for the he's Browns. Gonna be, he's going to so be very they, much they, available. Oh, he, they, he would be fantastic. If they move on from Baker after his fifth year extension, then he might be a good fit if well, San Francisco no, does things. He's he. I mean, he's either going to be anyone that wants. Go ahead. Anyone that wants Jimmy Garoppolo's retarded. Why? Name a year. Name a year he hasn't been hurt. That's the only thing. It's the injury prone player that he is. But he's out, he's, you can say the same thing hard. though about he's, Baker. He's been hurt every year too. But, but here's the other factor too. If the Browns play to the level that they're supposed to with their the rest of their talent, let's say the let's say they have another year with Baker and he's average. Slightly above average, whatever, and they actually are a good team. They're not going to be drafting; they're going to be drafting pretty high, where it's going to be hard for them to get a rookie quarterback. So, if they get a one-year rental for for Jimmy G, if they decide to let go of Baker because he's too injury prone or something like that, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world either, because that'll be the last year of his contract, the big one he got from the Niners. So, then again, it's just one year that you're judging. Then that might not be a bad thing if they think there's a, another quarterback they like down the road if they don't have a high enough draft pick. Mm. But listen, you can't count on. No, I knew I heard right? a noise. Like you, 
Like, there's no counting on on rookies, right? You're not going to draft Kenny Pickett or Malik uh, no. Willis. No, I'm not saying they're doing it this year. I'm, no, I, hold on. Hold on, Speedy. You're not going to draft any of these guys and have them come in and, and run your team. So who's a quarterback in the league that you're going to bring in to, like, like Pittsburgh? What's Pittsburgh going to do? Hmm. What, are they going to turn to Dwayne Haskins? No, they might turn to Mason Rudolph. <laughs> no. No, I, hold on. He's, I read some of this since we like to read around here. Mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph is kind of being groomed to be the guy. They're idiots if they think that. But you've, you've seen you've seen what Mason Rudolph gives you, though, right? Like, which isn't much. He, he's awful. He's trash. But it's going to be a ground and pound team. They're not going to make. It's going to be kind of similar to what Baker is in Cleveland. Hand the ball off 18, 20 times, and occasionally throw the ball deep. But my point is, because of the fifth-year extension, they don't have to decide this right now. They can move forward with Baker for one more year, and then and then either, depending on where they're drafting, either go for a rookie quarterback, if there's a deep one that they like, or trade for another veteran, because there will be other spots available. Jimmy G might be traded from the 49ers, maybe, maybe they think Trey Lance will be ready at that point. The, the Lions with Jared Goff, your, maybe your, they, there's a rookie QB they off. like. And your timeline is off. Jimmy Garoppolo will not be a Niner next year if they think Trey Lance is ready. No, no, no. I'm saying if Trey, if they think Trey Lance will be ready after the t- next season, not, not no, the season after No, but they that. think he's ready now. Okay. That's but- why J- Kyle Shanahan's coming out going, if he's healthy, he's playing, but he might not play. Well, Kyle Shanahan, that's his guy. Kyle Shanahan. so. Yeah, well, he, he drafted. They gave up a lot for him, and, and hopefully he turns out to be the player that he, they think he's going to be. Because if he doesn't, Kyle Shannon is going to be looking for a new job next year. That's what's going to happen. San Francisco is built phenomenally for the next four or five years. Why they would give up on Shanahan and Lynch, I don't understand. Because they're but, they, but, they, but he's not a backup quarterback, right? Like if they don't think Trey Lance is ready, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to stay in San Francisco. They're not just yep. going to let him go. Yep. So it's not like he's definitely available. So who's a veteran quarterback that, that any of these teams can go and get? Teddy Bridgewater. Cam Newton. Teddy Bridgewater. Cam, uh, come, don't say Cam Newton. That's ridiculous. He, he's like, going to no get a job. He's going to have a job. No, no, he's not. no, he's not. Dude, even Cam Newton is talking about how he can't play in the league anymore. That's no, not even he's absolutely enough. beat up, but he's going to be a backup somewhere when the season starts. I, I don't I don't I, I think he's got too much pride and too much ego to sit on a bench. Mm. I do. I just I, yeah. I I mean I can only think of two backup quarterbacks, maybe three, that someone might consider. Might. That's Ta- it. Oh, by the way, uh Kirk Cousins is gonna be available this year. Uh he's available. Oh. If if the Vikings let him go, the the why would the he, Vikings let him go I, and he, then be he, in the same position as the Pittsburgh is right now? Arrow brings up a good point, though. Where did Kevin Stefanski used to coach? Uh, that's that's right. I forgot about that. He did coach uh, Kirk Cousins. They right, give up but, Baker Mayfield for Kirk Cousins, though, Grant, for the next eight years. But that's a good move for them. But Kirk Cousins' Wait, Kirk durability Cousins factor is could, any could of the be holes helpful. in the league. It doesn't close any of the holes in the league. Because even if he goes to Cleveland, oh, Minnesota's got the hole. Who are they going to – so right. why, why would they let him go? Why wouldn't they just keep him? Because they know I don't think he they wants, don't want to be in Cleveland's position. I don't think he wants to be in Minnesota. I think Thielen had a problem with him. That Diggs left because he had a problem with him. I know Jefferson's there, but maybe Minnesota, you know, with a new coach, is going to look for a, uh, a young quarterback to rebuild with. And I, I just – I think Kirk Cousins is leaving. I, I don't think he's staying in Minnesota. I really don't. I, I And you're right, Jeff. It, that position opens up where they go. I think Minnesota's going to rebuild. I think that's what they're going to do with a new they coach and, and a new team. I, I think they're going to just start 
over and, and mm-hmm. try to rebuild that that organization from top to bottom. Oh, I hope yes. the Giants don't bring in Zimmer and say, here's the guy. No. Zimmer, no. He could be the defensive coordinator next year. <sighs> Why not? He's a great defensive coordinator. No, that's fine. But the, the new I'd defensive love coordinator to see needs the Giants to coach. bring in Kellen Moore. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, I know you love Kellen Moore. I, I, I don't know why you love him so He's much. done a great job with Dak Prescott. Dak, when he started, wasn't really a, a very good quarterback. Dak has proven himself that he's gotten better each year, and the person that's grown that quarterback has been Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Say what you will, he's been the guy that's been grooming him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, Lord knows Jason Garrett didn't do it. <laughs> and he's been taking a step forward each year, especially when Kellen got there, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's it you know... Guys that can teach quarterbacks, they're valuable, man. They're valuable. I guess you're right. I, I just think uh, when you look at the quarterback, I, there's so many good veteran quarterbacks that are going to be available. So like he, who? I, I just told you. Kirk Cousins? Aaron so Rodgers? You're, you're being hypothetical here. There's no definitive guy right now that's available. Even Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, they're that's not be, definitive. Yeah, I know. But they're all going to be available. We all know there's it. only like one quarterback that's a backup that I would actually go, okay, I wouldn't mind having him be on my team. That's it. It's Marcus Mariota. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the list. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was Tyrod a good goal, Taylor. by the way, Tyler. Maybe Tyrod Taylor and maybe, maybe, even though it's not high on my list, maybe Mitch Trubisky. Maybe he's learned something behind Josh Allen. But there's no other backups out there that you're like that are like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who you're like, dude, get this guy in here. This would be great. Mm-hmm. You know. You you mentioned Mitchell Trubisky. I, I like Mitch, and uh, he deserves another chance. I, I just didn't think he got a, a a full sling over there in Chicago. Oh. They, they didn't give him a better opportunity. So That's not a goal. Why not? What? What, that his foot was in a crease? He kicked it in. We'll see. If it goes, it, first of all, you need to make a full kicking motion. If it just goes Oh, absolutely, it was a full a kicking motion. Absolutely. This goal will be overturned shortly. Okay. And what happens if it isn't? Smile. Yeah. What are you going to say? Smile. I'm going to pull a beef line. It's the refs. It's the refs. They cheated. It's the refs. They're out to get the best team in hockey. Him and, him and the beef. Uh-huh. <laughs> somebody's got to use it. We'll call you Beefette, okay? No, the Beefette's his sister, I thought. No, no, or his mom. Ma- his mom. Beefette is small. You're Beefette, too, okay? We'll call you Beefette, too. All right? Uh, Speedy, are you ready for the picks? Yeah, why not? Here we go. That's not a kicking motion. He's stopping. That's true. That's a a good That's true. You didn't even look. Uh, uh, Hold on. That's true. I didn't. Hold on one second. That's a kicking motion. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. That's not a kicking motion. He's stopping at the net. That's a goal. That's a goal. Yeah, great. The refs are out to screw the Rangers. (laughs) They're not. You need to actually kick the puck. It's a joke. It's a joke. I know. Tyler's not the beef, apparently. Well, the beef would have never let it go. It's always the referees. 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 That's good. So, the beef, the new Elmer Fudd. Referees. <laughs> yeah, he develops a speech impediment when there's tears in his eyes. <laughs> Guys, are so bad. <laughs> but it's the whips. <laughs> You, it, That's why the Cowboys are undefeated this year. They've never lost to. Well, an you're NFL a new team. Cowboy fan, so ever since you became I a am. Cow- ever since you became a Cowboy fan, they haven't. A lot of bad things have happened to them. <laughs> yeah, so well, I, I don't. I don't know. Or bad things happen to them, or just Cowboy things happen to them. I don't know. I'm a new fan of this team. 
I'm just I'm just starting. I'm just getting on the bandwagon now. Uh, I'm I'm learning I'm learning the ropes very quickly. Cowboys are undefeated. They only lose to the refs. Uh, you know, they Dak go into the Super Bowl the three times, right? They're going. They're winning every Super Bowl, right? They're supposed every to be the third player, of their three Super Bowls. Where'd every, Kelly go? Every, every player on their team is better than everyone. Uh, every player on any other team. Uh, I'm I'm picking it up quick. <laughs> And don't forget, Ezekiel Elliott, Barry Sanders 2.0. No, I don't think No, 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 that's, no. That's no. absolutely wrong. There's no comparison. Zeke is better than Barry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a joke, that's stupid. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. It's true. <laughs> In whose eyes? <laughs> My eyes. I'm a cowboy fan. <laughs> I don't even think the real like besides the beef, any cowboy fan would think that. I've asked cowboy players that have played on the cowboy team what they thought about that statement, and they laughed at it. So, uh, cowboy, a, you know, podcast. They're not. They don't have their eyes fully open to it. I see it. Okay. Are you ready, Speedy? Week yeah. eighteen. Week eighteen. The first right. week eighteen in NFL history. All right. Here we go. Kansas City. And the Denver Broncos. Speedy. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs in this one. I have the They need to bounce back after that bad defensive collapse they had in the second half. Like, it's a very good Bengals offense, but still doesn't look good for their standards the way they're coming back. I think their defense will bounce back nicely. Offensively, they kind of struggled a bit. We're one-dimensional in the second half, but I still think they have enough to, uh, to, to beat the Broncos. They should be good enough for that. I'll say Kansas City 27-14. Mark, you ready to come in? You going to do picks with us? Yeah, I'll do picks with you. All right. Don't sound so happy about it, guy. <laughs> Mark, yeah. Everett, Kelly, good friend. Alabama's about to win a national championship. You should be thrilled. No, they are yeah. not. <laughs> we'll talk about this after, okay? How's everybody doing? We are good. Uh, you know, Speedy, uh, you know, doesn't know what a hard-on is, but that's, you know. Oh, we're going to keep going with this. I didn't. I just yeah, we talked about this. Just yeah. make the picks. All right, here we go. Um, Tyler, what do you got? Uh... I, this game's going to be closer than people think, but the Chiefs will win. Kansas City? Kansas City wins. All right, Mark, who do you got? Kansas, Kansas City, City Broncos. Kansas City. Why? Because they're playing like they're the best team now in the AFC. It's wide open in both leagues. I've never seen it quite like this where you have the best teams almost like week to week. You watch them get knocked off. Kansas City was on top. They got knocked off. Buffalo was on top. They lose to Indianapolis. They lose to the Jaguars for crying out loud. You have the Bengals and the Titans losing to both the, the both lost to the Jets. And then the Colts were inconsistent all year. They had that horrible loss against Baltimore, and then they've blown out Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, and they they really beat the Patriots bad. And the Patriots they come around look like they're the best, and they then they lose to Indianapolis and Buffalo back to back weeks. The Rams look like they were great, and then they they fall back, and then Arizona starts off with like ten and two, and and they're you know. They're not even going to get home field advantage, but then they're still Green Bay, and Green Bay's got home field advantage again. Um, but can they beat Tom Brady? So it's going to be interesting to see. Jeffrey, who do you got? Chiefs. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I, I got the Chiefs too. I, I mean, I know they're going to be in Denver, and that is an advantage for Denver, the Broncos. But the Broncos aren't playing for anything. The Chiefs are playing for position, and they still have an opportunity. Well, to the be Broncos are playing seat. for something. No, they're not. They're, not they're trying to upset the Chiefs. 
They're trying to knock the Chiefs down a peg they're not in the standings. They're trying to screw the Chiefs. They're, they're, not they're playing. division rivals. They hate each other. This game Don't will not do that. even be close. Don't act like you're this a new football fan. It, it'll be closer close. than you think. Uh, okay. Unlike Four. the game you called last week, Two this touchdowns. game will be closer than you think. Two touchdowns. All right? I got the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs win 32-14. Um, Cowboys-Eagles. I got the Eagles in this one. They're playing very good defense, and the Cowboys' offensive line against the Cardinals last week had a lot of trouble. Eagles can rush the passer. They've gotten a lot better at stopping the run. Uh, I think the the offense, it's not great for Philly, but it's uh, they can spread it around where they can take advantage. I like the way Sirianni has coached. I think the Eagles will win it close. I will say 23-20. to 20. Eagles win. There's no pass rusher. Mike Carson's is in COVID now. He will not be playing on Sunday. Eagles are the best running team in football. Go figure. And uh, Jalen Hurts is at home. I think Jalen Hurts is going to give these Eagles fans something to go hardy har har about before they get eliminated in the first round. So the Eagles, the Eagles will uh, escape this one. Mark, who do you got? Wouldn't you say the Eagles are the most surprising team as far as who made the playoffs? They're one um, of them. They're one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I would not put them in the playoffs. I don't care how many Alabama players they got. <laughs> but. Uh, they, they, I don't think they're going to win. It's like everything that happens this year. You expect something for a team that's playing well. I think Dallas is better than them. I don't like Dallas, but I, I think Pres- Doug Prescott is the better quarterback. And usually in games like this, better quarterback wins. That's I, I played like crap they, for about five weeks. I, well, I mean, so have a lot of teams. And Three then weeks. all of a sudden they get better. So it's, it's very unpredictable. I, but I think the better team is Dallas. And uh, they'll win. All right. Jeff, who do you got? Uh, no Mike Parsons, no problem. Dak's going to throw for 500, 300 of it to CeeDee Lamb. He's going to have four touchdowns. It's going to be ridiculous. But Jalen Hurts, I, I'm not a Jalen Hurts believer. He's bad luck. And the fans almost fell on him and killed him last week. Uh, I'm taking the Cowboys huge in this game. 51-6. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go with the Eagles in this game. This is a very important. If the Eagles lose, they're out of the playoffs. No, they clinched already. They clinched? They already clinched. It's only 49ers yeah. or Saints. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's only 49ers yeah. or Saints. I didn't know that. Last NFC spot. I thought, it, I thought the Eagles. And the Niners really don't even have to win that game. Saints lose. It's over. So if the Eagles win, where do they position themselves? Right it now, depend, It depends seven. on if the 49ers win. Right now, they're seven. Niners have head-to-head tiebreakers. So if the Niners lose... They are the sixth seed no matter what. Because even if the Saints get in, they have head to head on the does Saints. Does it matter where the Cowboys end if they lose this game? Uh, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah no, I think no. they're stuck at four. They're Tampa stuck at the four Rams no matter what alternate. if they lose. No, they're that's stuck at four? Sure. They're yeah, stuck Cowboys at four if they win. lose, yeah. If they win, it depends yeah, on the rest of the tiebreakers. Yeah. All right, I got the Eagles. I, I, think the, I, I think this is a more important game for the Eagles. Um, it is, because they can have a chance to move up. The Eagles are in the playoffs regardless. They're seven regardless. What? I'm sorry? The Eagles are no, seven. No, they could be six if the 49ers lose. The Niners are not Well, that's Who's later. the Niners playing? Rams. 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 Yeah, they're going to lose. Uh, well, I, 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 got the Eagles. I got the Eagles in this game. They're the home team. They're the better defense. I got the Eagles. I think the Eagles will win this game. They're the better defensive team. No Michael Parsons. I, I think it's going to be a big problem defensively. Give me the Eagles in this game. It'll be very close. 21-17. Uh, Sunday, first game of the week. I mean, of the Sunday. Uh, Packers, Lions. 
Packers are going to, I would imagine, play a lot of backups, so the game will be close, but they'll still win. The Lions will find a weird way to lose. Uh, give me Green Bay. It doesn't I will matter say, who wins. Yeah, I'll say Green Bay 20-18, to 18, something weird like that. <laughs> who do you got, Tyler? I'm actually going to take the Lions. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play. No. I think you're going to see a lot of players rest. I, I think the, the Lions play hard for Dan Campbell. I think the Lions win in a meaningless football game. My um, Mark, who do you got? Yeah, I, I like the Lions, too. Um, Jeffrey, who do you got? I'm taking the Packers. I don't think this is a meaningless football game. If the Packers lose, they could lose the number one seed, right? Nope. No, they don't. They, 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 get they, clinch it. they clinch it. It doesn't it. matter. It's still the Lions. I'm taking the Packers. I got the <laughs> Packers, too. I, I, I can't see the Lions winning. It doesn't matter who they're playing. It, the Lions the Lions aren't winning this game. Lions create, they lose in some creative ways. I'll give them that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Packers, 24-14. Uh, Colts, Jaguars. Colts bounce back after they lost a tough one last week against the Raiders. Uh, Jacksonville, yeah, they're just a mess right now. Give me Indianapolis. I'll say 34-17. to 17. Colts have to win this football game for their playoff sake. Um, and Jonathan Taylor will have an MVP sealed envelope performance. Here you go, Mr. Commissioner. Take it out of my hands. 200 rushing yards for Jonathan Taylor on Sunday. Okay. Ja- uh, Mark, who do you got? How about that generational quarterback talent, Trevor Lawrence? That's what I want to know. He's going to turn mm. around whatever football team he goes to, right? What a bunch of what a bunch of crap that was. Well, Urban Meyer screwed him for the first fourteen weeks. Yeah, I know. It's always somebody else's fault. Look, he's he's mediocre at best, and I don't like the Jaguars either. Right. Colts are the most dangerous team in the AFC. That, I think so I mean, too. They see my, as my cat wants to get in on it. <laughs> uh, they 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 can put up points on a lot. Uh, a lot of the best teams. And I think no one really mentions them like they mention, obviously, the Chiefs or or the Bills. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then the Bengals, maybe. But I, I like the Colts. I think the Colts have a little bit of an X factor. Uh, Jeff, who do you got? Colts. Not close. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think it's going to be close. But isn't it crazy if the Jaguars win this game, and I said this, Oakland and uh, Oakland and the Chargers They can tie. just tie and they both get in. They both get into the yeah, playoffs. Right. It'll be the first time ever. It's crazy. It really yeah. is. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, no, Char- Brandon Taylor already so said it's not happening. Happen, so. It's crazy. Um, Washington Giants. All right. Ugliest football game of the year, probably. I'll take Washington 12 10. I'll keep it short and sweet for you, Jeff. Tyler? I really think the football team should win this, but this is another giant way to go out. I'm actually going to take the Giants because they would win the last game of the year to screw themselves out of a draft pick. So I'm going to say the Giants for stupid reasons. New York wins the football game, 9-6. <laughs> Mark, what do you got? What, what was that note about the Chargers and Raiders? So if the Jaguars beat the Colts, both the Chargers and Raiders could just tie. No matter what right. happens in the Steelers-Ravens game, and both, both teams get, get in. Yeah, Yeah. okay, yeah, all right, yeah. First time uh, ever. I mean, the, the, Giants aren't, the Giants aren't any good, so... I mean, uh, what, what team is really has more of an unknown factor than, than the Giants do? The Giants and the Jets both. It's like you just you don't know from, from year to year. You expect something, and all they do is let you down. Yeah, but uh, again, the Jets have a lot of good young talents, and there is stuff to look forward to. The I Giants hope. don't. Uh, look, from your from your lips to God's ears, but <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the Jets don't even confident in anything. I mean, they're just from the injuries alone, it just seems... Something bad is going to happen. But 
I, I really don't know what to think of, of their coach because their defense was got awful, even though he's a defensive coach. But they did have, a, like, so many injuries and so many other things happen. So it, it'll be interesting to see what he's learned this year and how he applies it last next year. Because a good coach know how to do that. They'll learn from a bad first year, uh, and then they'll get better. Who do you got, Washington or Giants? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take uh, Washington. Washington football team. Yeah. Jeff, who do you got? All that talking, and he didn't know who he was picking. Jesus Christ, Washington. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got Washington too. I, I don't think it's going to be even close. They're going to demolish the Giants. Uh, Chicago and the Vikings. Uh, I'll take Chicago. I think this is going to be the old Justin Fields. Let him try it out type of game. Uh, Matt Nagy's gone. He's probably going to. He's gonna, not playing. He's not. Oh, he's not. He's not playing. Oh, he's definitively out still. He's COVID he's a, protocol. It, he ain't gonna play. Oh, he, oh, he's out. Okay, never mind. Uh, all right, I'll take the Vikings then. In that case, I didn't realize that because it seemed like from the comments the coaching staff was making that they're gonna let him play like free, finally play freely. But no, now that's happening. Vikings, uh, twenty-three, fourteen. <laughs> Who is the Bears' backup quarterback anyway? Is it's it Andy is Dalton it, or Nick it, Foles? Is Andy it Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton. I mean, not that really matters. Um. No Khalil Mack either for them. No starting quarterback. I'll, I'll take the Vikings on a winner. Who do you got, Jeff? Uh, who do you got, Mark? Vikings. Jeff, what do you got? The Purple People Eaters. Yeah, I got the Vikings too. I, I don't. It, it's in Minnesota. Uh, this might be the last game of Kirk Cousins uh, over there in Minnesota. And the coach, uh, he's going to be gone too. So, <laughs> Give me the Vikings. Uh, Titans, Texans. Titans bounce back. They get that number one seed. They can't get swept by the Texans in the regular season. This is a monstrous blowout. I'll even put 41 on it. 41 to 10. Who do you got? I think this game might be closer than you think it is, just because the Texans have really hung tough all year. The Titans will win the football game, but Ryan Tannehill has to start playing better, and, like, urgently so. Actually, if I'm the Titans, I don't even want the bye. I know that sounds dumb, but you need Kirk. Um, uh, it'll help Derrick Henry get healthy. Well, right, but if he's Henry, if he's if he's be- healthy enough to play uh, Sunday, he's going to be healthy enough for the playoffs. So you need Tannehill to get a rhythm, and now the Titans will win. But you need to hope Ryan Tannehill balls out because he's got to get going and soon. Also, Julio Jones too might be coming back for the playoffs as well, and that'll give him another week as well. And well, a couple of their, as long as A.J. Brown's there, players. who really cares? Derek Henry will be back, too, so that's mm-hmm. that. That's the most important thing. Uh-huh. Um, who do you got, Mark? Yeah, I agree. The Titans have played well. They and have. Really, with, without, without Derek Henry, and Tannehill has played like crap all year, so mm-hmm. I, I agree. That they defense is really good. good. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, they're going to get the number one seed if they win, so I, I, I say the Titans. Jeff, who do you got? Titans. Yeah, I got the Titans, too. I don't think it's even going to be close. The Texans have been surprising this year. Really, and the kid Dave Mill, David Mills has been a lot better than I well, thought he's he was He's their starting be. quarterback going forward, so you better hope he's good. Well, we'll see what happens in the offseason. That might not be true. Uh, well, Watson's not going to be it. No, we know that. Steelers, Ravens. Ravens, good game. Ravens win this one. Uh, I think their defense looked very good last week against the Rams without their top three corners. That has to say something. I know Cooper Cup did his thing, but they even just held him to 95 yards, which for him this season, I guess, is, is low with the record he's on. They almost right. won that game. I they, I would give them a shot in this one. The Steelers had their big, they had their big Big Ben ceremony. Then now they have the letdown. Ravens win. This in, is the last Big Ben game. No, yeah, this is the last Big Ben, ben game God. after. Yeah. So I think the Ravens will win this one pretty big. I'm going to say 26 to 14. Ravens win. I need them to win. I got a lot of money on the Steelers season here. So Ravens win. 
Uh, Justin Tucker game with a field goal since Big Ben off in a warmer. Um, Mark, who do you got? Ravens. Jeff, what do you got? Ravens. Yeah, the only reason I'm taking the Ravens is because they're at home. But this, both teams are eliminated from the playoffs. They're not making it. It's crazy. The Ravens were one of the teams that a lot of people thought were going to go. What are you yeah. making faces for? I don't think the Ravens are eliminated. They're yet. eliminated. They're not officially eliminated. They're eliminated. Yeah, they they're need not. a lot to happen. They're yeah. not making it. They need a lot to I didn't to say happen. that, but they, they have to play hard on they, Sunday. Yeah, they need the Colts and to Lamar lose, that, too, right? So. Uh, and by the way, for anybody to say that Terry Bradshaw, Bradshaw was the greatest uh, Steelers uh, quarterback, I beg to differ. Ben Roethlisberger was the greatest uh, Pittsburgh quarterback. Nah, I don't believe that. I, uh, I agree with him. Terry Bradshaw's tough as nails. I, that's better fine. Than, better than Tommy Maddox? <laughs> no, I remember Tommy Maddox. Big ben, he was a high school teacher, right? Big Ben might be a disgusting person, but I think he's the greatest quarterback to ever come out of Pittsburgh. Um, Jeff, oh. who do you, who do, you picked the Ravens. Um, Bengals, Browns. Uh, I'll take the Browns in this one. I think wow. I think the Bengals have a little bit of a letdown. They had a wild game. Uh, it'll be a lot of pressure for them to try to move up to that uh, number two seed. Now that they're in, I think they'll you just know, be Baker's content. not playing, right? Yeah, I, I, Nick again. Chubb might not play either. Okay, I, I think they're just content at this point. I think they are where they are. They have a little bit of a letdown. The Browns played them very well the first meeting, even with all the injuries they had. I'll take Cleveland in this one. Weird game, uh, 23-21. I don't disagree with you, but I don't know if Cincinnati is going to Kind of throw Speedy the talent. Loves the Browns. Every week he picks the Browns. I mean, the Browns are a talented team. Um, I mean, I think Miles Garrett's going to be in Joe Burrow's lap a lot. If Joe Burrow plays, that's my thing. Like, are you going to rest these kids? Or are you going to let them play to get in rhythm? Because you're going to be playing next week. Well, does so it? I'm going to say, well, hold on one second. If Joe Burrow's wins, they win. They can move up in position, can't they? If the Titans lose, yep. yeah, they can. They yeah, but the Chiefs and Titans are both above them. But they have had to head on the yeah, Chiefs but now. Can, yeah, but they can also flip spots with the Bills, though, too. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the Bengals. All right, so then the Bengals are probably going to play, everybody. Uh, I'll take Cincinnati in a very close game. Very close, 34-31. Mark, who do you got? Bengals. Jeff? I'm taking the Bengals, yeah. Yeah, I got the Bengals, too. Uh, absolutely. You know you're a pick behind him. Yeah, no, I picked, I picked one off of him. Eagles. Yeah, yeah Cowboys, baby. My, my Dallas Cowboys um, <laughs> put the nail in his coffin. Right. Rams, San Francisco. This is a good game. I'll take the 49ers in this one. The Rams looked ugly against the Ravens. Really, they had to take a really bad fourth quarter comeback to struggle against a team with three corners down. I, I really didn't like the way they played. San Francisco's always played the Rams very well. I think their offense has gotten a lot more well-rounded in recent weeks. I'll take the Niners in this one. I'll take a 23-20. The, the 49ers need this game. Uh, who, do you, who do you got? San Francisco wins. I think they're the tougher team, and generally the tougher team wins these types of games. They're tougher in the trenches, both offense and defense. And George Kill made a good point. It's going to be a body bag game. There's going to be a lot of hard-hitting things. And who better than the best blocking team in the NFL to get a hard-nosed win? San Francisco goes in there 21-17. Mark, who do you have? I agree with Speedy and Tyler. San Francisco? All right. Jeff, who do you got? I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams, too. I think the Rams are the better team. And uh, the Rams need this game, too. They they definitely have a chance to to move up in position. So, and... Uh, Matthew Stafford, who hasn't looked good for the last two weeks, I think he's going to show up. Oh, in this he's game. hurt, but he's playing in this game. I understand, but he's hurt. That's, that's why he's looked bad. He's got a bad back and bad elbow. Well, he better get healthy for the playoffs. That's for sure. No, I, I wouldn't even Rams. play him. Uh, Panthers, Buccaneers. Buccaneers win this one pretty easily. Panthers looked awful. Uh, Buccaneers, thirty-four, fourteen. 
Tom Brady's going to go out there and do what he always does when there's some sort of uh, nuance around him. He's going to go out there and shut everybody up. Tom Brady's going to light up the scoreboard. Yeah. Uh, Mark, who do you got? Yeah, until Brady loses a meaningful game, I, I give it to the Buccaneers. Okay. Jeff? Bucks. Yeah, I got the Bucks too. Um, Seattle Cardinals. Jeff, your Arizona Cardinals with the 49ers winning in my picks win the NFC West by beating the Seahawks in this game. I think it'll be close than people than expect. Seattle's defense has been playing better in recent weeks, but Arizona gets it going. I think they really showcased their offense a lot last week nicely. I'll take Arizona 27 to 20. I'm taking the upset here. I'm taking Seattle. Arizona is going to go in there. They're at home. They're going to kind of lease their way in the playoffs. Russell Wilson is auditioning for teams. This is an important game for the This Cardinals. is a huge game for Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll's tenure as well. I think they're going to just go in there and outscore him 40 to 34. Mark, who do you got? Arizona. Arizona. Jeff, who do you got? Uh, it's got to be the Cardinals. Yeah, it's definitely Arizona. There's no way the Seattle Seahawks are going to win this game. Uh, Patriots, Dolphins. I'm going to take the Patriots here. I know the nuances. Remember, they it's they, Miami. I know the nuances. They can't win in Miami. But, one, Miami looked awful last week. And, two, that was more a Tom Brady problem. A new quarterback I, I, who's played in the South. How dare games. you blame Tom Brady? They won seven games I, in a row. Tom Brady was two and seven in, in his last Miami, last nine games in Miami. Yeah, that's not, a good, that's not a good sign. But Mac Jones, he played in the South. He played against those SEC teams. I think he'll be more used to the warm. Miami did not look good last week against Tennessee. I think they're kind of packing it in now at this point. I Tua, again, he'll play something to play for, but that's a tough defense to do it against. I'll say New England 20 to 10. New England's going to destroy Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, Bill Belichick's getting off for the playoffs, and mind you, he's trying to win the division. So they're going to go out there and they're going to dominate, dominate the Dolphins. Uh, Mark, who do you got? Patriots. Uh, Jeff? Uh,. So, just a bit of history on this is the Patriots always lose in Miami because of the heat, right? It's going to be 78 degrees and pouring rain in Miami on Sunday. When it comes to, and and Tua can't throw the football. We've seen that these last couple weeks. When they played on primetime against the Saints, Tua couldn't throw the football. And if this is going to be a running game, the Patriots have the best run defense and and a better running game than the Dolphins and Miami already won in New England. I don't think Miami can sweep them. Patriots. I got the Patriots, too. I, they're just a the better all-around team. So, give me the Patriots. Uh, 21-14. Um, the Saints and the Falcons in Atlanta. Sorry, Tyler. Falcons are keeping the Saints out in this one. I Again, they've been... Jekyll and Hyde type team. They won the first meeting Atlanta, and their defense has started to look better. And the Saints, again, Taysom Hill had some flashes, but not much. Atlanta, even without Calvin Ridley, who wants to be traded now, has looked good as well. I think you'll see some uh, an upset here. Uh, Falcons, I'll say 20 to... I don't think it's that much of an upset. 20, 20 to 14. You, do, you don't even think the division's any good, so I'm surprised you I even did. said No, it. the division's horrible. That's not true. I wouldn't say horrible. That's, that's, that's it's a horrible that's division. Crap. I would say down from where it used to be. I wouldn't that's say horrible. Crap. horrible. It's a top division. three division. In no the no way. Yes. No way. That the NFC East sucks. The NFC, NFC West, North sucks. The NFC, NFC West, West is one. Who would you say second? AFC North, probably? Yes. Then that. The AFC Just North. Just because the Buccaneers dominate doesn't mean it's a bad division. The AFC division. North was horrible this year. What do you mean? They have, they have multiple teams vying for. We're not doing this. Pittsburgh. What's the game? Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Saints Falcons. 
Baltimore. I think the Saints will win, but they're not getting in the playoffs. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and the Browns are out. So I, Okay, I, I, but that, the Browns are a eight and, well-constructed eight playoff seven, team. The Ravens eight, are going to be a constructed and a seven team. And, and seven the and Steelers are borderline going to finish last, seven and, and they're going to be 500. That's a terrible division, okay? This how? If they're 8-8-1 eight, eight, and as a four seed, how is that a terrible That's, division? You have three teams that have seven and eight wins, okay? The only good team in that division this year is the Bengals. Anyways, uh, Mark, who do you have? Look, you well, bored we, Mark to sleep. I, I got lost in that argument between the divisions. <laughs> Saints-Falcons is the game. Oh, oh the Saints. Jeff? Uh, I'm going to take the Saints in this game. Oh, my God, it's in Atlanta. I, w- I want to pick the Falcons in this game. I really do. But... Don't do it. Don't do it. Be a man. Go with your gut. I, my gut tells me the Saints are going to win. They're the better team. But, all right, I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, the Saints are going to win this game. I, I have a game that I think Jeff and me are going to completely be different. So, I, I still could win. It's going to be the game you say next. Uh, no. Uh, Bills. Jets. This is a game I knew would be next. <laughs> the Bills are going to win this game. I, I, they always they've blown out the Jets. Whatever it seems to be meaningless, and uh, the, the Jets only it's not won. meaningless. No, no, no. I, I, you know, but it's meaningless for the Jets. Like uh, at the end, like it always went in weird ways. Uh, Buffalo, I'll say, wins it thirty to sixteen. I think. I think this team. This game is going to be very close. But this game is going to be insanely close. The Jets are going to look like they're going to pull off an upset. The Bills are going to go in there lighthearted, and they're again. The Jets are going to go in there and try to knock off the Bills to say, ha-ha, Buffalo. And, not for nothing, Zach Wilson and Robin Sala need to give these fans something to be hopeful about. The Bills will win. The Bills are winning. I'm not crazy. The Bills will win the football game, but the Jets will look very impressive for three and a half quarters. Uh, Mark, Mark, who do you have? Bills. Jeffrey, who do you got? Bills. All right, the final game of the week. Oh, you can't pick against the Jets? And the big, uh, I, I know who's going to win. The Bills are going to win. It's not even a question. It's not even. It, it's going to be close. I think well, the Jets. first of all, the Bills have an incentive to win. Yes, that's why, that's why I think. In, if they lose and the Patriots win, the Patriots win the division. Yeah, I, I think the Bills are winning. But uh, it's going to be close. It'll be a close game. I think Zach Wilson have a good game. Chargers, Raiders, last game of the year. And Here. a very important game. Huge. Heroes are remembered. Legends never die. The Raiders are winning this one for John Madden with John Madden-style football. Old-school running and defense will win the Raiders this game. The Chargers are horrible against the run. The Raiders will win this game. Do it for Johnny to get into the playoffs. They will win it. 21-17. Who do you got? Oh, I'm so sorry, John Madden. You, You got nothing to root for, my friend. The Chargers are going to go in there, and they're going to win the football game. Herbert right now is playing much better than Derek Carr. Austin Eckler has had a better year than Josh Jacobs has. And who's stopping Mike Williams? Uh, Nobody. I, I, I have yet to see it. Or Keaton Allen. Or, yeah, Casey exactly. Hayward. He's been a great corner this year. For All the right. Chargers. So you got, you got the, the Raiders. You got the Chargers. You got the Chargers. For the Raiders. Right. Yeah, the Chargers won. All right. Mark, who do you got? Oh, that's right. He did get cut by the Chargers. What do you got? Chargers. Chargers. Uh, Jeff, what do you have? Chargers, baby. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the opposite in this game because I want to win. I am going with the Raiders. Uh, Raiders are the home team. Derek Carr 
Josh Jacobs. Let's go. Knocking right, off uh, Jeffrey. Okay. Knocking off the great. You need to win both Jeez. games now. I uh, Yes, I do. To win. I just needed. I, he I, did I, last I, week. Yeah, I did. No, I'm just saying. Because in the week before, yes, that eagle, that eagle game scares me for you. I'm not gonna. Uh, that's fine. I don't care. It, who cares? It's one game. If I lose, I lose by one game. Ooh, oh my that's, god. That's how. That's how you know it's already over. My Dallas Cowboys are not losing. <laughs> I'm going with the. I can't Raiders. tell if he's sarcastically doing this so he hopes they lose, or he really believes the Cowboys will win. Listen, no, the Cowboys are. The Cowboys are the greatest football team in the league right now. No, I understand that. I understand you think they're 11-0. and 0 and I just can't tell if he's being overly sarcastic, hoping the Cowboys just all get COVID and have to forfeit the game. There's or no if- sarcasm. They are the greatest football team. And we've got, the, we, we got a bonus game, and uh, why not have the two? This is going to be a bonus pick right now. Uh, the national championship. And we've got the Alabama Slammer Man, Mark. Uh, please pledge to the fans on why you think the Crimson Tide is going to be national championship champ, champion this year. Why do I think they're going to be national champions? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. If Georgia doesn't win this game, I, I don't know if I – mean, I, I don't know what's, what's going to happen to the program. If everything that could possibly be on a game on Georgia – to win this game. There's going to be so much pressure on them. Now, when that happens, either a team gets, they just get so, they feel the pressure so much that they come out and they play great, or they come out and then the first time they get hit in the mouth, they, they fold. And that's usually is what has, what has happened to Georgia each time they played Alabama. They get off to a good start. Then as soon as Alabama punches them, they, they go back on their, on their heels. All the numbers to me and everything that, uh, that, all the aura and all the, the feelings of revenge and everything is on Georgia's side, okay? So that's what would make me think Georgia's going to win. However, there's one thing that I can't get past, and that's Stetson Bennett is not good enough. He's not good enough to make plays to, to help them win. Bryce Young is. Alabama's defense is getting better and better, and they're, they're developing as many playmakers on that defensive side of the ball as Georgia has on theirs. I don't know if Alabama can can score. I don't know if they're going to score forty one points, but I do. I do think that Bryce Young's ability to take broken plays and turn those broken plays into points is something that Stetson Bennett cannot do. Although I will say that for the first time in a while, that pressure, even though they're they're a favorite, I just think that pressure is on is is a little bit on on Alabama right now because Georgia is playing with, well, you know what, people don't expect us to beat them, even though they're favored. And Alabama had that going into last game. So that might play into Georgia's favor. But if I had to risk all of it, I would still say the one thing that keeps me coming back to Alabama is that Bryce Young is better than Stetson Bennett, and Alabama's defense has played progressively better. They held Cincinnati in 218 yards, which is a very good team. Um, and we, we know Georgia can destroy everyone else. So them doing whatever they did to Michigan. And it just shows you that the big boys in the SEC are much better than the big boys in the Big Ten. The mediocre teams in the Big Ten are probably better than the mediocre teams in the SEC. But the big boys, like you saw uh, Alabama do at Ohio State last year, you saw Georgia do to Michigan this year. They're still a lot better than the big boys in the Big Ten. Jeffrey, preach why you think the Georgia Bulldogs – are going to knock off the Alabama Slammer Crimson Tide. Well, first of all, 
I just want to remind Mark that I told you after the SEC championship game. I didn't know you, you did. I didn't battle. talk to you after the SEC championship. You might have won the battle, but we're going to win the war. <laughs> I didn't talk and to you guys is, after that. This is my first time since before that game. I didn't even get a chance to rub it in. And, and well, listen, hey, you earned it. Congratulations. But, you know, uh, you've lost uh, you've lost Josh Job since. You've lost John Metz. Yeah, thank God. They don't have, they <laughs> it's don't horrible. have depth, right? You struggled with a, 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 a team in Cincinnati that you should have blown the doors off. And Georgia body bagged a power five school in Michigan. Body bagged them. <clears throat> so bad, they stopped playing at the end of the game. That, that stadium emptied out at halftime, empty with no Michigan fan left. Embarrassed them. Embarrassed them. Brock Bowers is going to eat your lunch. Georgia's just the better football team. They are. They should be favored. They're the be, better football team. But they had, they didn't beat them last time. And and they haven't beaten them in the last seven tries. And there's always something that goes wrong. And I, I don't trust Stetson Bennett. You do? Do you trust Justin Bennett? Stetson. Bennett. Stetson, I'm sorry. Stetson Bennett? Yeah, I trust Stetson Bennett, and, and here's the other thing. I don't necessarily need to trust him, because if he's not good, they'll put in JT Daniels, who's an amazing quarterback. They didn't last time. Because they didn't need to. Maybe they didn't need right, to. because they didn't need to. They lost last time because of poor coaching. In the second half, they didn't kick any field goals at the beginning when they should have to try to make it a game that was within reach. That's how Alabama pulled away, poor coaching. Kirby Smart is going to have that experience and know better. Right, but Kirby and Smart's been there Georgia's enough times. I'm Kirby here for all the Crimson Tide tears. Now, I actually have a very important question to ask both of you. If Alabama wins this game, right, because clearly Georgia's their biggest threat, Clemson's fallen off. If Alabama wins this game. This year, Clemson fall, fell off this year. but they, they, If Alabama wins yeah, this so game. Yeah, so now just next, lost their defensive year, coordinator. Next year's, next year's Alabama team could be the best team ever with what they got coming back. They'll definitely win three straight. Now, this this year is supposed to be rebuilding here, so nobody expected them to be in the national championship. Which I, is I usually the did. pattern with them. I don't remember the last time they won back to back. So they that's, a, that's what I'm so thinking. What the, the pattern question? will be. Well, well, they did. They won in 2011. What was the question? When they beat, uh, I didn't Michigan ask you. And, and Notre Dame. Go ahead. So, if Alabama wins this game and wins another national championship, are they? I mean, they're kind of already the golden structure of the NCAA, right? Like Crimson Tide football is the end all be all. If yeah, they win this game, is there even a reason to watch stages. college football next year? Yeah, yeah Texas A&M is A&M's gonna win the whole thing next year. Who? Who? Texas A&M. He said. Oh my God! Really? Really? With Alabama again coming back with all their guys, their defense is gonna be much better than it was this year. And Bryce Young is going to, you know, they're not losing really much next year. This was the year to beat them. That was the thing. This was the year to beat them. Yeah, he's right. This is the year to beat them for sure. But they're also not getting any better. If you look in past years when they had Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle were already there emerging, right? I understand. When they were leaving, when they were leaving, John Mechie was coming. When you I look know. at the team now, there's no one behind Jameson Williams or John Mechie that stepped up. And they're also going to lose their senior running back in Brian Robinson. The cupboard's going to be empty next year. Well, no, but they, they're, look, you didn't, I didn't, you didn't expect the Jameson Williams to come through in a ported transfer, and you did. They're going to get somebody in a ported transfer to come through for wide receiver. But that doesn't mean that the freshmen this year, like JoJo Earl and some of those guys, were bad. It just means that they weren't good enough yet. 
but they're getting and they're just like their defensive players. Their their freshman defensive players are going to be good, you know. Uh, just like Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner is going to be dynamic next year. They're going to be just as good as Will Anderson. Don't win football games. What's that? Freshmen what? don't win football games. No, but I'm saying is that they're learning now, and they don't have to make those plays now. But next year they'll be able to make them. So that that's why I think I mean, they'll this year no when they're you know, learning the getting better. There's the kid from my neighborhood, Ojai, yeah, that is playing on that team. And my yep. buddy's kid plays wide receiver for him now. And he had never played football before. He played basketball. Yeah. Never played yeah, a down to football in his life. And he's on that team. They don't have anybody. Uh, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I, I expect them, the, I expect their freshman wide receivers to be better. They're bringing in a good freshman class again. And they're going to get a couple of players in the, in the portal. By the way, uh, we have some comments from Coca La Juane. The Bills no. may pull off a repeat of what they did against the Jaguars. Mm. Hashtag Roll Tide and better beat us this year. Hold on, Mark. Uh, there is a fan that has a question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, Carl asks, uh, "Do please assess Quiddy Payne's uh, rookie year?" <laughs> Who? That's hilarious. <laughs> Quiddy Pay's rookie year. Who's that? <laughs> Errol might be butchering the name. Quiddy yeah. Pay. Like, like Bavillier. That's Who his it? name, Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay. Yeah. That's what I said, Quiddy Pay. Okay. Now, I, I, you'd have to refresh me. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he didn't know who he was when he was drafted either. That's why it was funny. Carl's just being funny. Another comment from Coca Lajuane. We picked the up the Michigan. DB from LSU and the running back from Georgia Tech. Quiddy Pay's from Michigan, by the way. Right, that's what I meant. When was the last time anyone from Georgia Tech was any good? Block whoever says roll tide, too, by the way. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so anyway. What are all of these what are all of these people gonna say when Georgia absolutely body bags Alabama? They're not gonna say anything. They're gonna say they're not the national champion. Shouldn't we all pick this game then? Go ahead. Who do you got? I mean, I, I, I pick Alabama because it's kind of like the Brady thing. Until somebody beats Nick Saban, I'm not going to pick against Nick Saban. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's, I, happened, it's happened before, right? Because Dabo Swinney knocked him off too, though, Tyler. But it's not Dabo Swinney. Who do you got, uh, Speedy B? I got Georgia because I didn't like the way Alabama's offensive line looked against Cincinnati. and that, Especially on the two, the two edges. That they not, struggled. They were struggled really badly. And Georgia's a very blitz-happy defense. Great. Even without Adam Anderson, they still have the outside rushers. And Jacoby Dean was an animal in that game. So... So a team in Alabama that relied a lot on its slot receivers against Cincinnati as well. I don't know if they're going to be able to get that kind of luxury in in that type of matchup either. And offensively, I think you will see JT Daniels in this game. I don't think Nick Saban will necessarily be thrown for a loop, but I think some of these players could be in terms of the type of quarterback he is, just not knowing him as well. Some of the younger defensive backs, like Mark, you're saying without Joby, even though I, I agree with you, Mark, I don't think Joby's as good as people say. A lot of the freshman defensive backs are going to have a hard time. I think Georgia wins this game too. I don't know about body bag, but I think they w- I, I think they can win by ten. Body bag. I think they win by ten. I think thirty-one twenty-one. I'll say. You know, it's going to be a very interesting game. I think both teams are very talented. They have a lot of great players, great prospects, NFL tal- you know caliber players. But watching both games, both championship games, especially uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati a chance to win all the way going into the fourth quarter. I the problem with Alabama going into this particular game. Georgia losing the first game in the SEC championship. I I think Georgia understands how to beat this team. I think Alabama, as good as they are, and they have the better quarterback, I I do think their all-around team is better. 
I, I still think Georgia has the better defense, the faster defense. And I think the fact is, is with all the injuries that they have right now going into this game, uh, they didn't have the injuries they had the first game. I, I think Georgia has a sense to understand that they need to win the national championship this year over Alabama. So I, I think this is Georgia's game, Georgia's team game to lose. I think Georgia wins the game. I don't think they have the better quarterback, but like you said, you might see Daniels in this game, and he he's a sensational, uh, you know, quarterback, freshman quarterback that you're going to see, uh, you know, in the next couple of years. So, but the difference is Georgia doesn't need their quarterback to be great. They have three running backs on that team that are all very good. They're going to need their quarterback to make a play to beat Alabama. They're, you know, and here's the other thing: Alabama played god awful against Auburn. I mean, that was the worst game you could ever see them play. I mean, they looked. Yeah. So bad. And the Auburn's really not that good. Mm. And they were lucky to win. Okay? And then they came out, and their offensive line was dynamic against Georgia. I mean, they didn't touch Bryce Young all game. So, that I mean, that kind of shocked me. I didn't think, going into that game, I had probably one of my worst feelings as, as someone who would foul them. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to win. But then again, all year, all we heard about was how great Georgia was. Well, as soon as they punched Georgia with Jameson Williams long touchdown run. That was like in Rocky when when Drago got cut. It was like, okay, we know we can score. And then you didn't see Georgia fight back. And that's what me, if I'm a Georgia fan, that's what would piss me off. Is every time in these games, this is the third time Georgia's had a double digit lead against Alabama in those games. Okay. And each time they don't step on their throat and they don't put them away. I'm not convinced they can. Now I I think you know, there are a couple odd things. Like number one, the one is the one odd thing that gets me is this is the fifth time Kirby Smart's playing against Saban when uh, Jimbo Fisher played him the fifth time earlier this year. He beat him. Atrocious. And that's the only assistant to beat him. That freaks me out a little bit. Okay, because those types of numbers, that's a, that's a little weird. All right, and and I will say this: if Georgia don't win this game, when there's everything they got going for them, and and they are the dominant team. Then I, I don't know if they'll ever beat them. Mm. Mm. Jeff, if you're, uh, that, if was you're a great, that was a great goal, by the oh, way. Oh, blow it, That was a great goal. <laughs> Shut up, you great goal, uh, listen, my ass. Listen, first of all. Georgia gives up softies like he's an ice cream man. He, Get over it. First of all, he's making a move, and it was under his pad. That was a good goal. And I'm if you ever played hockey, you would know that's a good goal. You're making he the gives goalie, up weak you're goals making all the, the time. Move. Hold on one second. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry we're going off topic. I just want to explain something to you before we... You don't have to explain it to I, me. I, I'm not a child. I, I saw it live. You have a goalie moving over the hash, and you're slipping the puck on a trickler when a guy is standing and blocking his view. I'm not saying it's not a great goal, but Georgia should have made that save. Oh, yeah? You yeah, it was in his bread basket. Okay. Errol, are the Islanders going to make the playoffs? What? No. What was your question, Speedy? No, I was, I was going to yes. say, if, you're, if your Texas yes. A&M pick comes true, Errol's not going to be happy because Jimbo yes. Fisher will win a national championship. I, I, think, I, I think the Islanders are going to make the playoffs. Because I, I, look at the teams that are in front of them. There are teams, and the Islanders aren't playing until the 13th. They're going to have like seven games, well, eight games in hand. Why and, aren't they playing right now? Uh, because of the COVID situation. It's still oh. really bad here in New York. And it's in Canada. Aren't there games on the road that they're, that they're missing right now? Yes. Uh, that that's another thing. The Canada situation right now, right. and that with with the Islanders right now, it, it, there there's still quite a few players right now that have COVID, and they don't want to. They don't know, uh, you know, when it comes to the team, who's gonna, you know, who's gonna come up with it next. So they want to wait until each and every one of them have the, the, you know, have COVID before they put them back on the ice. But I think the Islanders are gonna make the playoffs. I do because they the new arena. Uh, not yet. I was gonna go. I I was invited to go and see the new arena before it opened. 
Um, I, I, I would love to go. Uh, oh, it's beautiful. For I, I heard, I heard, I heard it's really, really beautiful. I, I miss Long Island, man. But it sucks. But I'll tell you this. It, it's the, the Islanders playing at, at home this year is like playing an away game because they haven't practiced. They haven't really played. So go, this is really an advantage for all the other teams, too, to play against the Islanders because the Islanders don't really have a, a home. Next year, this is going to be a different team at home. It's going to be a completely but, different team. Let me, let, me, let me just share something with you guys. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to start a blog here pretty soon of, about a northerner living in Alabama because the, the, the good old boys network is still very much alive down here. They do not like New Yorkers. I'm going to be dancing on all the So I guess they don't like us. Brains. They wouldn't like you. Well, I mean, they, they wouldn't like – Whenever I go substitute teaching, hold on, I get, hold on one second. We were on the. You said the Alabama people love us. Now all of a sudden they no, don't no, like no. us. They're sports fans do. Sports fans do. Okay, I'm I'm talking about. There's like when I go substitute teaching, I get looks. Like, Who the hell is this guy? What the hell? You, you know. A you know what I mean? I'm going to come down to Alabama. You? you could bring me as a show and tell person, and you know what I'm going to tell these <laughs> well, kids? They'd be definitely intrigued by you, but you would get stares like you wouldn't believe. I'm going to walk into the building saying Alabama sucks on my ass. Okay, <laughs> well, oh, you my ass <laughs> sticking right out. Nice Record and- what happens to him. <laughs> Record what happens to him. Well, then you get your ass beat. Wait, these kids? You are you ass. kidding me? You think I'm scared of a bunch of kids? Jeff, no, I thought you Jeff is full blown ready to do that for Alabama fans too. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll yeah, do it I'm to the. Dan- oh, I'm going to dance on all their graves. Are you kidding me? One hundred percent. You know what's even better about this? Everyone's going to be like, "Oh, you know, you're just picking them because they're playing." Dude, I picked Georgia in August. You did. You did. You did. You did. I, I, and he did. He said in July I picked them. Yeah, he said this is Georgia's year. It's it's a shoo-in. That's what he said. So, but I mean that loss in the championship didn't didn't strike a nerve at all. Like that didn't bother you when that. That's loss pretty funny. That's funny. Funny what your friend said, Coca. He says they love Errol, but the cops would beat him up. <laughs> all you'd have to do, all you'd have to do is read a book to them, and they would think you're a sorcerer. Wow, he also says, congratulations, Georgia. About time. And Georgia misses a field goal at the end for Alabama to win. Do you, do you guys, you guys watch the you guys watch the point lead. <sighs> you, you guys ever seen the SEC shorts? No. No, I haven't. No. You've never seen it? No. Jeff, you never you ever see that? Jeff? What? Did you ever see what? What is it? SEC shorts. I can't, I can't hear him. So The SEC shorts. Have you ever seen it? Oh yeah, are they hysterical? Are yes, they, they're hysterical. Are they hysterical? Oh, they're great. <laughs> they're absolutely great. Mm. So there you go. Some of the oh, funny. Wow. Some of the fun. SEC makes some of the best content you'll ever see, man. Me, me, and uh, me and Ryan had those two guys on our show mm. uh, when we when we when I remember actually. Now I remember yeah. what you're talking about. Those two guys, right? They are hysterical, man. They put some great stuff together. And both of them are Alabama fans. Um, oh, but good, they, good. Maybe we should get them on the show, okay? Maybe we amazing should. that they do those cartoons without being able to read. <laughs> That's overcoming oh. So, speaking of which, Uh-oh. right? Uh-oh. What? What are we going to hear? Uh, I mean, we, so Tuga Rask is back in Boston, oh. right? He'll be back. No, he'll, he's not. Yes, he is. He's in the no, AHA not. affiliate right now. Right, so he's in Providence. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. All right, I forgot Mr. <laughs> Literal was on the phone. So the Boston Bruins bought back to Garask. He'll be back by, I don't know, 
February, probably after the All-Star break. Huge. And, and Nikita Kucherov came back. Looks freaking fantastic. So Tampa Bay is going to run away with this again. And, and on Saturday, no, New York not. State legal. Oh, they're, they're going to be dynamic. And the New York State will open up a uh, betting site on Saturday for gambling. So that's it. That's it. Good boy, boys. Hold on one second. What the, Bru- the Bruins season? The Bruins season is going to hinge on the trade they're making with DeBrusque and Allmark. Yeah, that you, you think they're going to win on that trade? Who knows? It depends what the third team gives because supposedly the, they're trading with the Oilers for Yamamoto, mm. but they're going to get another piece because. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Um, the Oilers are going to trade their goalie to free up the cap space that they need. So, because they need a goalie, so they want Allmark and DeBrusque. Yeah. and uh, and so they need to, you know, and so whoever they trade their goalie to would be sending another piece to Boston. Yeah. So it would be Yamamoto and someone else. And I like Yamamoto. Yeah. I think he's super underrated. I also heard from you know I've been reading a lot of stories that the Islanders have reached out to the St. Louis Blues again about. Vladimir Tarasenko. Nope. And, He's also in COVID now. Uh, yes, I do. I know that. And and a lot of people are starting to, uh, you know, at first, you know, the first 10 games, 11 games. And by the way, Tarasenko's having a good year. Uh, yeah, he's a leading scorer. Yes. Uh, there are stories coming out that uh, even though a lot of people believe that Tarasenko isn't going to be traded, the, the story's coming out that he wants to go to New York, uh, either the Islanders or the Rangers. Is Jeff all right. Yeah, he's running. Yeah, sorry, I'm running. Yeah, uh, I run three and a half miles every night. Uh, so uh, I know yeah, when he's. Does she? Yeah. Does he, he live in Tampa? Yes. Oh, say, but he ain't running. I just cold. He's not going to be running in New York. I mean, it's yeah. it's like thirty one degrees. Here. It's, it's cold like, here now. It's like, and we're supposed cold. to get five to seven inches tomorrow. Most uh, Dude, this is the first seventy three here right now. Yeah, we're supposed to get the first real snow of this year tomorrow. Did you just say you're going to get five to seven inches? That's what they said. Yeah, they said we were supposed to get three uh, last Friday, and we never got. We're anything. not getting shit. Um, are you reading the news? Yeah, they said for the past week and a half now, multiple days we were going to get snowfall. No, but I, look, look, guys, guys, I, I I do miss New York. I, I miss being up there. I don't and, uh, get up look, here, man. I, we need you coming back, man. Yeah, whenever you want to come back, you're more than welcome. I, I, I got to get Mark, my booster. Does Mark here, so, care to have a wager um, on this game? What's that? What was that? Does Mark care to wager on this game? You want to wager on this game? Do you you want to make a bet? You know, for well, money. Make a bet. I, I'll, I'll make a no, bet. No, no, it doesn't need to be money. Something other doesn't than money. money. I, I don't. How about a beer? How about a beer? Like a, a bottle of liquor, you know? Sure. I can. That's 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 good. What do you, I mean, I don't know where to go pick up moonshine, but I can I can certainly look around. <laughs> just just get it. It's called a tub gin. I don't drink hard liquor anyway. So so what do you want? You want a, You want a six pack? What do you like? You like beer? Yeah. I mean, look, if 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 Jeff wins. Jeff, you tell me what you'd like me, what liquor you'd like me to send you, or what you'd like me to send you, and I'll, and I'll take care of you. And then, yeah, if, I mean, you really you don't win, have to do anything. If you, you really win, don't have to do anything for No, me. no, no. If you win, you have to pick something. Just just the satisfaction to them no, winning. No, no, no. Jeff, yeah, I'll tell you what. Mark, pick something. Don't make Errol pick, because it's going to be weird. Don't let Errol pick. I've got it. I've got it. I've got a good one. Look, if he doesn't want to do that, that's fine. It can just be for pride. No, no, no. I like this. You're going to buy a liquor. No, Jeff, I got no problem of taking care of you. I've got one. i got one for you. This is good. This is good. You have to wear a Georgia hat on this show, the next time you come on, yeah. after the national championship, you have to wear a Georgia I, hat. 
and say, I, you I want, 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 want to know what I want more than anything? I want a jar of Gerard's tears. A jar. Wait, wait, he's an Auburn fan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that wouldn't make much sense. Actually. He's the only roof album. <laughs> we'll get Gerard on right after the national championship that week. Uh, Speedy, by the way, uh, why don't you invite him on Wednesday? All right, will do. Uh, we got another comment uh, from Coca Lohan. Bet for a bottle of Long Island iced tea, the finest Long Island That's iced actually tea. not bad. That's great. It's actually, I mean, yeah, it's it, the best it, thing about Long Island. Uh, the Long Island, it's very well known. Actually, the best thing on Long Island is those rocket fuels, okay, which is the most popular freaking thing in the summertime. You ever have a rocket fuel? No, what is it? Oh, my Hell God. No. The best what is, thing on Long Island is all those Fire Island. Shots. Fire Island makes these rocket oh, They're like course. slushy. <laughs> They're like slushies. I'm not, a Speedy's had No, them. I, I, Speedy's I, I, I don't go to Fire Island. They, 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 they F you up and they taste so good. And yeah. I don't drink. I don't drink at all. They they mess you up. One cup will mess you up. Yeah? M- mess you up. Guess where I'm going this summer, boy. <laughs> It'll mess you up, man. So. What, McDonald's? <laughs> no, uh, wherever wherever they send this place. McDonald's 24-7. I don't have to go. Fire Island. I I'll take you to Fire go Island. a lot of places. You probably just want Grubhub things to your house. I actually don't even I don't even believe in that. Honestly, truthfully, I like I get your joke. I'm ignoring that. I I it's just so dumb to me. Why would I pay somebody to go get food when I can go get it myself? That's retarded. You've been doing it for decades. Have you ever had delivery? That's what you're doing. Not never since I've been able to drive and get it myself. No. Oh man, I miss you, Tyler. That type of thinking, man. I miss you. You, when, when do you think the strike's gonna end? If it does end, oh, I think May. it's gonna. Um, uh, no, I, I, no, no way, May. Uh, I think sometime in April. But can you just believe how stupid these guys are? And, and when what's going on in the world, you have two, two, two sides that are both greed, real greedy. And you, you should be. You should be excited. You got real people struggling. You should be. You should be excited. The the Mets. Everything that the Mets have touched this year, they've gotten what they want. And by the way, the best acquisition they made was Buck Showalter. Well, I think it's a. I, I oh really like, come on! No. You serious? I like Buck. Yeah. What, what is Buck? He Showalter called me a Mets fan because I said they nailed the hiring, and he went on this raced lint about how I'm a Mets fan. Why are you even a Yankee fan? Everything they do is great. Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, the one move I said they got right is now the best move of the friggin' century. I've been saying unbelievable. Yeah, give me a break. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. I, I don't think. But anybody, when I say it, I'm a oh yeah. No, you thought the best move. Donald, you blah, thought blah, blah, blah. you thought the the best move was Max Scherzer. I still I, stand by that. Uh, but I said they made the right hiring a manager. Oh, blah, 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 blah. you're not a Yankee fan. Are you, are you Why are you even root for them? Blah, blah, blah. Are you done? Are you done? I just, I just think, I just think everything is a hypocrisy here. I agree with you, Mark. Mark Scherzer was, it's gonna, it's gonna backfire at the yeah, absolutely. It's gonna backfire. Here's about Buck Showalter, okay. Anytime he's been in the postseason, the 95 postseason against the Mariners was an absolute travesty. He made a million bad moves there, beginning with starting blackjack in game three uh, against Randy Johnson instead of saving him till game four. And when he threw Scott Kamenecki and they blew a 5 nothing lead. Then you have it in the 99 division series against the Mets, double switching Lenny Harris and Matt Williams, which cost them that game. There's a million moves this guy has made. In the postseason, that have been an absolute disaster. For his defense, for the '95 thing, the Yankees were never supposed to be in that series at all. So honestly, he was just trying to. Anything he would have done would have been wrong because that team should have wiped the doors off the Yankees. 
That's Seattle team was loaded. So Tyler, they did two nothing lead in the series. You know, and that I mean, Seattle look, team should have swept the doors off the Yankees. It should yeah, never they, been close. But they were down two nothing, Seattle. I understand that. I get it. And, so and clearly, what he was trying to lead. do was working, and then Seattle's talent took over. But they had a five. You can't blame. I agree with you about everything else you're about to say. The '95 one, I'm not putting on Buck. That team was not ready for that run. How? How? But he he literally almost ruined. Um, the, the close of John Wetland's career. I mean, they, they Wetland was so shell shocked after that series. And by the way, and by I the mean, way, he redeemed I, himself the next I, year. He had like what forty three. I beg to I beg to differ what Tyler is saying because that 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 was practically the same team that went in ninety six and won the World Series. Practically uh, the same team. I mean, yeah, the same the, 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 the ninety five call ups who got a full rookie season. That was kind of a historic. Yeah, practically Jeter. the same team. Practically Jeter, the same team. Jeter, Tino Martinez. Tino Martinez, that's it. Tino and it had a full Cecil season Fielder, under his Cecil belt. Fielder, Cecil Fielder, Charlie Hayes. They were there. They're, Charlie Hayes wasn't. Charlie Hayes did nothing. Nothing. In he only made the final out of the game. Yeah, it was Jim. It was Jim. And first of all, he made. The, he caught the final out. He that's what I'm saying. He but, made the yeah, final the out. It was Jim Lawrence. I mean, need, it was Jim Lawrence who was there. It was Paul yeah. O'Neill who was there. It yeah, was. It. Pettit. Yeah, but Pettit, Pettit was there too. I'm just saying, but you're Pettit acting like September call-ups, and they get their feet wet. That's how they're supposed to play. I no, they, they got a full rookie Jeter. season under their belt. Jeter was dominant. Pettit was great. Uh, I beg to differ because I, I think Bernie that was, was better. practically the same team, and and I I, I beg. Wetland was great. I beg to differ. I, I think well, they could have won that game. But that's know, but G- yeah, Jeter and Martinez. Those were the that's, two that's it, but th- that's fine. That's yeah, fine. But that's, that's pretty big. And, I mean. Really big? In 96. And honestly, who was the best player on that team? In 96 for the Yankees? 96. Who was the best player on that team? The best position player. Who was the best player on that team? Probably Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams and Paul O'Neill. Where were they on the team? Yeah, yeah Were they? Were they? Hold on, hold on. Were they on the team the year before? Yeah, 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 they were right, but and that was also without Don Mattingly. And they were, and they were, and, and, and they were the best player. They were the best players in that in that Seattle game as well. And Jim Lawrence, let me buy the mean, way, Don Mattingly would love yeah. that. Jim Lawrence was a big part of that both playoff runs in '95 and '96. So, yeah, and, and by was, the way, Jimmy Lawrence, Jimmy, Jimmy Lawrence, Jim Lawrence, J- Jim Lawrence, who I actually hung out with quite a few times. Yeah. One no. of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I know you're a drunk. The game-winning homer, in, dude. In, in, go on my Instagram. I, I hung out at a whole big event with Jim Lawrence. He was sitting at my table. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. All right. Yeah. So he, he's the one that ended Game Two at Yankee Stadium with the fifteenth inning. With the and we talked about we talked about his. Yeah, a huge home run in Atlanta. We talked about his huge yeah, drinking problems after after his baseball career and could have ruined himself and and all that other stuff. And, right. and we we talked about that. And J- Jimmy is one of the. Straightforward, <laughs> nicest people you'll ever meet. Yeah, really no, I, I, I like him too. I, re- I really do. Yeah. So, and, and, and you know what? Like, I, I, I wasn't a Yankee fan when when they beat the Braves in '96. Now I'm not a Braves fan either. But if I'm Mark Walters, that that one pitch, that that that, that curveball, mm. that slider they threw, I will never live that down because that that one pitch never had to happen, and that that turned that whole series around. But uh, but I, like I said, we got to go. But I, I beg to differ. I think that '95 team could have won, and uh, they yeah, were good. I thought it was he. He absolutely botched that series, Walter. I, absolutely. And then listen, but everything he did got him there. Mm. And he was up 2-0, like you said. So clearly, his managerial skills. They, he's a good enough to win manager. the series. Good regular season manager, but in a postseason, I, he has I not agree with you. I agree with your sentiment. I like. I'm Buck. just saying, '95 like is a. I, I give him a pass. 
I like right. Buck, and I, I think Buck will be very good for the Mets. I think Joey Cora bringing in Eric Chavez, stealing him from the Yankees. I think it, all these things that he has done so far. You undermine that? There's a if I'm the Yankees, I'm really starting to question everything I'm doing. Well, well the, no. Why are you losing players? Why are you losing Speedy, coaches? Did I not say why? That? Did I not say he was going to say why? this? Here's here's the reason why. why? And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Eric Chavez, we don't know what he is. I like him. I like him. Didn't know what Aaron Boone was. He gave him a job. We don't know what he was going to be as a batting coach. You didn't know what Marcus Timms was going to be either. And and, and right now, losing Eric Chavez, I, I think it was it was a it's kind of a smack in the face what Chavez did. I hope he made the right decision because if the Yankees, if the that's I, a good goal too, I, right? What I I didn't see it, but I hope he made the right decision because if he didn't make the right decision, he'll never get a job with the Yankees again, ever. Especially walking out when the Yankees are the one that gave him his opportunity. The and he only positive about this game right now is that maybe Marshall is performing at such a high level that Chris Drury is making a phone call to try and see how they can get him. What is up? First place. What, what, hold on, trade Marshall. Well, no, why because is it Marshall, every? Do you Marshall notice? Do you notice? And, um, hold on, hold on. Why really is right? it? Why is it that Tyler thinks that the Rangers are getting everybody? I not everybody. Not everybody Every at all. good player that, that Tyler Here we go. thinks he's going to Here get. we go, right? I get to pull an arrow on arrow. I've been reading reports. I have. And uh, I could show so you. So have I. I could show you. And so have I. You heard that report? I read what that drinking? the Vegas Knights oh, might be open to train Jonathan Marchessault and... I'm trying to think of the other player's send name. Send me the article. So, Here's surprise, surprise. Going. You're overlooking the fact that they need to make cap space for Jack Eichel. And uh, they need to move somebody significant to do that. So All that's right. why they're hey. going to be open to trade. Take care, and the Rangers Have a good night, Mark. Help. Mark will talk. Is Mark on? Front you, six help, Mark? to be exact. Uh, yeah, Mark's still Mark, on, Jeff. How does it feel to know there's a storm coming, Mark? Yeah, I know. I I, I love you too, Jeff. <laughs> you guys have a good weekend, all right? Mark, yes, we'll you talk. too. We'll talk. We'll get you on. We'll get you on next week. After yeah, the, yeah. Yes. I'll come on next week. Be well, well, Mark. Wishing you the best of health, bro. You too, guys. God bless. Mark, a.k.a. Everett Kelly, uh, before we let you go, Jeff, we'll let you go uh, when we end the show. Uh, I just want to thank all the fans. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way. This is the first New Year shows. Uh, I want to thank all the guests that we had this week. Uh, It's been a great, great week uh, for radio. Shout out to Ryan Hickey. Uh, His show is fantastic. Shout out to our betting show. It's a great show. CJ Desimone. And Weapons Hot, uh, The Wise Guys, all the shows. Ah, The Wise Guys. All the shows. Well, The Wise Guy, okay? That's what it should be called. Um, A shout-out to all all the the different shows that we have on the network. I really appreciate all the hard work and dedication that you guys put into the show and and much, much uh, growth into the network in the new year. Um, thank you to all the fans, all the people that, you know, put the time in, and, and laughing and, and the effort into listening to us. And I hope everybody enjoys what we do. Listen to the weekend crunch, uh, always oh. on 103.9 FM, um, on Saturday at 7 PM, uh, Islander game this week. No, all not right. until, not until two weeks. That's right. So 7 PM, 7 PM, uh, great show lined up. Uh, I like some great guests. so thank you to all the fans that listen to us. Our show is the number one show on the network. Uh, doing very very well. I, I've been uh, actually getting a lot of text messages uh, from my my friends that are actually coming off the MacArthur airplane. This guy clapping and dancing around. I mean, what else is there? Uh, um, anyways, good night, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.